all. The name is Law Nation. Let's continue to grind the shine and appreciate those who will be watching this on the rewind for your mind. The midday sports analysis and report from yours truly, Law Nation, right? We are multiple platforms. Be sure to check us out on Roku, Amazon, Twitter, and Twitch. Let's go. Appreciate everybody for joining the community. Shout out to the HBO gang. Swat up. Sharing is caring. I try to go live through the week anywhere between 11 and 2-ish. That's when I'm free. Let's go. And then, of course, it's always breaking news, right? <laughs> so just be sure to join the notification squad for that. So the title of this episode is pretty much who needs to step up and did we miss out on the golden opportunities? Let's go. Shout out to you, William Anthony, the first person that's in the chat. Really appreciate you. Be sure to check out Facebook Groove. We live there. Shout out to Cowboys Experience. I'm already getting hit up for those who want to come out to the game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cincinnati. Be sure to put your name in the hat. Check out CowboysExperience.com. And we'll take real good care of you and yours. As they say, don't meet us there, beat us there. Let's go. Turn me up. Yep. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's good? The name is Law Nation. Without hesitations nor deviations, tell that like button to lean forward and slap that like button if you already know what I'm talking about, Cowboy Nation. And we're going to talk about who needs to step up. Uh, we're going to listen in to 105.3, the fan as well. And, and, and of course, the Dallas Cowboys this offseason is always a long one. Every year we go through the same exact thing. The exact same saying that the Cowboys don't do nothing and they don't do this and they don't do that. And I, I feel you guys. You have every right to be mad, angry, upset, punching at the wind. Ah! It's been 26 years. Ah! You have every right to be that, right? You have every right to be angry. And, of course, for the same people that's mad and upset, everyone have a right to be happy. Uh, and I can't wait for football to kick off. Yes, it's four more months from here. And, yes, the, the Jones family is on their mini vacation now. You know, they're they cruising. They're they chilling. Not a lot of moves going around, but this is the time to do your research on some of the players on the bottom end of the roster. Shout out to those who watched my video last night. Jaquari Roberson, you know, 4-4 guy, take the top off the defense, quick, fast, and elusive. I, I like all of those things, right? And I really appreciate you guys for jumping in and being part of that because what's happening here is every now and then I go out there to Oxnard or I go to training camp and 
People say, hey, man, who's number six? Man, do you have any film on him? Yeah, I got it, right? It's up, right? Hey, man, who's number 80? Oh, that's Brandon Smith, man. He he was on the team last year, and they really love what he's able to do. Soft hands. He's not the fastest of the fastest, but there's hope for him, right? And see, I'm the voice for the voiceless. Everybody want to talk about all of the starting players. C.D. Lamb, James Washington. But I like some of the guys that's on the low end of it, right? The T.J. Vashers, right? I'm always rooting for the underdog. I'm always rooting for the, the, the cast of character that a lot of people sleep on, right? No one's seen this guy before. Then all of a sudden they turn on the tape and say, oh, you know, and if he's trash, he's trash. And if he's great, he's great. Right. But there's no pressure. I, I love it. You know, and you guys should, too. Uh, T- Tristan Hill is fighting for his job this year. Yeah. I mean, that's what I love. I love the fact that Navel Gallimore. Right. And, and, and as well as Osa is saying, hey, we, we want this position. And Austin follow you, you know, just somewhere in the rosters trying to find ways to gain ground. I love that aspect. Whether three people or four people <laughs> attend. And, and I believe that's why you guys are here, too. Uh, what about Boss Man? Uh, this is from our guy, Biko. Biko, that's how you say your name? Ooh, wait till I pull back this cover on the guy that I'm doing research on that the Cowboys picked up. He's six foot two. He's 191 pounds. And he's a 4'3 guy. And he plays on the defensive side. Yeah. Ooh, wait till I show you guys uh, what I, what the uh, Cowboys scout, scouting department done did. Boy. Oh, my goodness. Made the dinosaur jump out at me, baby. You know, <laughs> I love it, man, because it's always a way, right? What am I? Yeah. Shout out to you, Nino. Shout out to you, Nino. Appreciate you. So, and it's not even, oh, and let me put this secret in there. I, and I love Bell, Marquise Bell. Shout out to him. And it's not. Marquise Bell. He's faster than Marquise Bell. And he can jump out of the building. Hmm? Yeah, so uh, that will be later on today when I do that video. And I really appreciate you guys, you know. <laughs> I, I can't make this stuff up. The Dallas Cowboys is still the offseason, right? And and on top of that, Cowboy Nation, let's not let's not fall into the traps of saying we got to keep up with this team. We got to keep up with that team. No, it's never that. It's definitely never that. So uh, let's continue to to understand. Let me just, for those who are out there who didn't get a chance to watch, let me pull this up. Let's leave no stone unturned. Ja'Cory Robeson from Wake Forest. Now he's six foot one and a half. And of course, he's 180 pounds. But before you dog demands weight, he runs a 4-4-40, and he can take the top off the defense. I love the fact that the Cowboys are looking to bring in a guy like that. He's an undrafted rookie free agent. Nevertheless, before you throw dirt and shade on the man, I really think that he can take the top off the defense. And when you look at his collective tape, 
Do he have Gotti numbers? Mm, you could say from that program, back-to-back years, he had eight touchdowns. There's nothing to sneeze at, especially in the ACC. He was considered one of the better wide receivers out of that conference. Now, before you guys say, well, Law, this wide receiver class is huge. You got a lot of guys that's fighting for a role. Well, why not? Iron sharpen iron, steel sharpen steel. And I always love the fact that you never know. Leave no stone unturned. And it's always a guy that you least expect show up and shine now jacory robeson got really soft hands he will go and grab that ball and pull it out of the sky i've seen tape of him doing that against clemson he's he had over 90 yards receiving in that game and on top of that back to back a multiple No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I just want to give you guys a quick snippet of that, Cowboy Nation. And um, here's the thing. You never know. Goes into another system, and then he can blossom. Cornerback from USC. No, it's not him. It's not him. I promise you guys, he's not on no one's radar. And tonight or sometime today, you guys will, will be able to see the video of the other guy that I'm going to talk about. And it's going to be a nice piece because I got a chance to uh, to look up everything and climb and comb through the film last night so so that this guy can be showcased and broadcast to the nation. But uh, I just have to finish up on a few pieces, and you guys will see that a little later on. But neither here nor there. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Oh, my gosh, man. I, I see all of y'all jumping in, baby. So... Look at it like this. This team will forever be a growing team, and they they love to fall upon the youth part of it. And quite frankly, there's nothing wrong with that. But before we go a little bit further in everything, let's listen in to uh, my guy, Ross Tucker, on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's listen to what he had to say. I put out a Twitter poll. Who's going to win a championship first, Patriots or Cowboys? How would you – what would you click on first? Ooh, you know the answer, Ross. It's okay. Gosh, that's such a great question. Thank you, sir. Um, you know, it's weird, Rich, because it feels like the Cowboys have sort of just missed out on a golden opportunity. You know, I think about their offensive line, Tyron Smith getting up there in years, Zach Martin probably past his peak, although he's still playing at a really high level. Zeke isn't what he was. Dak is now making huge money. Amari's gone. I feel like there's almost going to be like a 30 for 30 someday where we're going to look back and be like, how did they win? What did they win one playoff game? Like, how is it possible that they had these good young skill players on rookie contracts, arguably the best line in the league for a couple of years, and they really did almost nothing with it? I mean, I know they made the playoffs and they won the division, but very, very little, not even getting to a conference championship game. Then you got the Patriots, who I was not impressed with their draft, although I guess nobody really asked me. I think they <laughs> no probably doubt. have a better chance than the Cowboys. All right. So, yeah, coaching do plays a major role in that. But before we go a little bit further, uh, I got to tell you guys just one little thing right quick. 
I absolutely understand. Even if he say the 30 for 30 situation and the Cowboys maybe in the next 20 years or so do that piece and they say, hey, what golden opportunity did they miss out on? I, I think when people talk like that, they put in the cart in front of the horse. This is going into Mike McCarthy's third year here with the Dallas Cowboys. His second year, he took the team to 12 and 5, right? And his first year, of course, it was abysmal, 6 and 10 in the pandemic year. And I'm not using that as an excuse. But before that time frame, we were embedded with a coach by the name of Jason Garrett, who'd been here for 13 years. So when we start talking about the downfalls of the Dallas Cowboys, you got to put things into context and properly. And when you think of it, that same coach, the head coach that was here for 13 years, couldn't last for over 20-something games for the Giants. As the offensive coordinator, they didn't get over, hear me out, Cowboy Nation, they didn't get over 20 points a game. They averaged right at 17 points a game. And that was our head coach. I can't make this stuff up. So when you look at the bigger picture, yes. Did the Cowboys have talent throughout all of those years? Yes, they had talent. They had a lot of resources. But just like I said before, you can give a kid that's 12 and 11 or maybe 10 years old a brand new car. Just because the car new doesn't mean that they know how to drive it. And that is the reality, Cowboy Nation. So now we go into our third year with this particular new coaching staff. And shout out to Dan Quinn because I believe that he brings a lot to the table. This will be his second year. And these are not bevies of excuses because, hey, everybody still look at it like, hey, this defense better get better. And all Dan Quinn did his first year was move us from the 30th ranked defense down to the 12th. And the only players that we're missing from this roster from last year on the defensive side, because we can go back and forth to talking about DeMonte KZ and Neil, is Randy Gregory. Everybody else is being brought back. And I'm quite sure when you start looking at the film, and I know that this is just film of practice, and we're talking about practice. But when you start looking at everything and you say, all right, cool. So this guy that's going to be on the front runs a 4-4-40. Okay, all right, that's cool. And he's a big boy, Sam Williams, number 54. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Oh, and of course, D-Law, he had a pick six last year. Oh, and when he was playing out there on the field, they even used multiple packages of using D-Law on the edge. Of course, that's where he played and kicked him inside as the three. And they brought Parsons down. And all I heard from Parsons' interview, all I heard from Parsons' interview is that, hey, he's, even, he's working on even trying to become better than what he was last year. Oh, did we have a guy that, uh, that's on that front last year that could run a 4-4-40? No, we didn't have that. And I'm not saying, ooh, I'm not saying that Sam Williams is light years ahead of Randy Gregory. But what I'm saying is, if Sam Williams can give you the minimum 
of four sacks. Let me just say four sacks, the minimum, or four sacks. Don't you guys know there's more than half of what we got out of Randy Gregory in multiple years? And don't have me to go pull up the stats and the evidence. So what we need to do, Cowboy Nation, is teeter back a little bit. Don't, the world is not crashing and burning because we missed out on one player. Now, on the offensive side of the coin, we missing out on Cedric Wilson, right? Before Cedric Wilson, it was Randall Cobb. Before Randall Cobb, it was somebody else. Y'all know how this thing fickles, uh, uh, the fickle fans of everybody can say, ah, oh, we can't replace this, we can't replace that. Well, excuse me. Wasn't nobody beating down the table or beating down everyone about Cedric Wilson. So we're missing out on Cedric Wilson. And shout out to Cedric. He's a good guy. He work out with my boy all the time. You know, shout out to Coach Bird. But there will be another guy that can fit right on in. Oh, and we're missing out on Connor Williams. Connor Williams, who missing out on a situation where we get a 30-yard run or a 15-yard pass on third and whatever, and you get the first down and you look back and you see flag on the turf. Why? Because <laughs> somebody was holding. Because hmm? he got beat. Hmm? And we missing out on Amari Cooper. Like I said in the previous episode, Amari Cooper – when he was here, uh, nobody was saying he's elite. And now that Amari Cooper is gone, and now he is elite. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> but shout out to Amari Cooper. That's my dog. Y'all know I, I, I fought tooth and nail for him to stay here. Went back and forth with everybody about Amari Cooper. And I think that that just muddies the waters on how the Cowboys got into their feelings with Amari Cooper and Lyle Collins. Right, we can clearly see those things. Uh, Beasley, shout out to you, C. Nick. <laughs> he said, "What about Beasley? <laughs> Lose, losing Williams made us ten made us ten times better." Well, well, right now it's the paper war. Everybody loved the paper wars, and it's it's paper war time right now. Everybody's looking at the paper side of it. And the paper champs, they got this pretty thing called roster sheet, and they can look down and say, okay, yeah, we got this player, that player. On the roster, they're looking at their roster, and they're saying, yeah. But 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 the, the, this is the craziest thing about a roster. The roster sheet don't hit. It don't get turnovers. It don't get takeaways. It don't win you games. It's just a name on the sheet. And I believe that's what people are looking for, the name on the sheet. But let's listen to, because if we went, like, let's say, for let's be real right now. Let's say that the Cowboys, this offseason, let's say that they were the ones to go pick up free agent picks. Maybe let's say they were the ones that got a Jarvis Landry. Let's say the Cowboys were the ones. They went and got maybe just for a sheet of paper's sake, and picked up a James Bradbury, right? 
Let's say we do those moves. Does that guarantee that you will win the Super Bowl? Let's say the Cowboys, who is who is considered the best player in this draft? I need to know from you guys that's watching. Who was considered the best player in this draft? It's Friday. I know you guys are up, right? Who is considered the best player in the draft? Let's say the Cowboys were the one to get the consideration of the best player in the draft. Whoever it may be, to their opinion, right? If it's Trayvon, if it's Trayvon Walker, let's say the Cowboys get a Trayvon Walker. Do that guarantee that you will win the Super Bowl? Who was the number one pick last year in the draft? I forgot. John Ridgeway, me. Shout out to you, B Blue. <laughs> Dream team, Sam we- Sam Rowe, appreciate you. You back to Sam now since since D Williams is no longer D Williams. He's Sam Williams. You back to Sam now, bro. <laughs> as long as Trevor Lawrence. Oh, so okay, cool. Let's go there. So Trevor Lawrence was the first pick last year, right? And let's say the Cowboys get Trevor Lawrence. Do that guarantee that we will win the Super Bowl? And should the Jags be in the Super Bowl this year since they got all of those good picks? No. It's good on paper. It's good on this thing right here. You can fold it. You can put some creases in it, make an airplane out of it and everything else. But when it's time to get put into the fire, what that paper do? That paper burn up. So you got to make sure that you got some stones over here versus the paper. And the only way you can find that out is when it's time to lace them up. Belichick is the coach there. I guess I would go Patriots. I will tell you this, though, Rich. This Jerry Jones $10 billion thing, it's really making me laugh. I'll tell you what he does know about. He knows about um, profit margin and EBITDA <laughs> because the Cowboys were the only team that I played for out of my five that charged you for lunch. Come on. Charged for lunch. <laughs> they would payroll deduct. I think it was 100 bucks, might have been 150 bucks. They would payroll deduct 150 bucks a week for lunch. And it was garbage. It was like mashed potatoes, and like fried chicken. And I remember I asked the <laughs> finance guy, I'm like, what is this $150 a week payroll? He's like, uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't bother you that much, right? Look how much you're getting. I'm like, no, no, it, it bothers me. What is it? And he said, that's for lunch. I said, well, what if I just bring, like, a turkey sandwich? I was mm. like, are you still going to take the 150 bucks away? So and not only that, yeah. Rich, when I got cut by Parcells, I went to the equipment room to get my helmet because I had started seven games the year before, and uh, – Mike, the equipment guy, is a great guy. He said, Jerry looks at that as his property, and we're going to have to pay her. We'll deduct you at 300 bucks. I'm like, that's fine. I started seven games with the Cowboys. Mm. I want to keep the helmet for my kids for the rest of my life. If you guys need to pay her, we'll deduct me $300. Go ahead. So they're definitely valuable, Rich. They definitely don't profit margin to doubt. So- <laughs> well, look, you don't become a billionaire by, by being too generous, right? And that Jerry Jones, man, and I'm not going to go back and forth with his business practices of charging his players. That's Ross Tucker, who used to play for the Cowboys and, and five to six other teams. And shout out to him. But I'm going to tell you guys, 
in the business, everything is a price, right? And the reason why they're a billionaire, it's not because they're nice. And the reason why they give money, it's not because they're nice. They got to they gotta give money to, to be able to get some of those tax cuts. And I'm not going to go back and forth with you guys about money that a billionaire is making and who he charging other millionaires that's complaining about the money that they get charged. Can you think about it? Ross Tucker, he's a multi-millionaire and he's complaining about $150 stipend that well deductible from his paycheck for lunch. Right. <clears throat> who knows? I don't, I, I'm not going to go back and forth with money though. Cause you know, for the love of money is the root of all evil. But if you read that context in that good book a little further, it says money answereth all things. Let me know where you find in that word where it says some things, a few things. No, 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 no. Money answereth all things. Uh, my guy, this Saturday says, uh, Jags go win Super Bowl. They have defense and can stop the run. And a quarterback. Yeah, they, if they look, if Jackson win the Super Bowl, hey, more power to them. Right? More power to the Jags, right? There should be an ongoing battle between the Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals. Both of those guys, especially Joe Burrows, you know, he just throw the ball so so wonderfully, right? Um <clears throat> I believe the Cowboys, this is my guy Gregory. He says, I believe the Cowboys will be better this year. Cowboys problems goes back to management. Should have went all in, all in earlier in Zeke and Dak career. I mean, at some point you can look at that and say that, right? Multiple ways you can look at that, the way that they should have handled the youth part of it, Right. But but you we can go back and forth and talk about that one, but neither here nor there. What's going on? Uh, We're going to listen to 105.3 The Fan, and then we'll open up the phone lines. But let me go right here and share this video with you guys uh, for Rich Eisen show, Ross Tucker. And y'all can play the rest of that audio there. But let's listen to this one right here. Uh, they talk about 10 Cowboys who need to step up for the year 2020 season. And we're going to listen in to them. Uh, appreciate you. Let's go right here. Appreciate you over here. Let's go. Jay Versick, appreciate you so much, man. Thank you so much for the donation to help elevate the nation. He said, these Shigo fans are acting unusual. DC for life. <laughs> Let them, look. Here, here's my, my stance on the Eagles. I love it. Keep the same energy. That's what they do. They talk. They bump their gums about this and that. And, and I got a multiple, multiple Eagles fans somehow jumping in my feed. They DM me on Instagram. They DM me on Twitter and as well as Facebook. Saying, Law, we coming. Law, we coming. I mean, I mean this, that is the funniest part. I mean, I don't want to say your whole name, but Jay is another Jay. He jumped in on my Facebook and said, Law, y'all cowgirls scared. We coming. So uh, it just hit me. So if we are the cowgirls, if you're going to take that low blow to call us the cowgirls, 
So in the last three events, you got beat up by a bunch of girls. Never it's like their own words hunt them, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he know who I am, but I don't know who he is. But he said that the cow girls, we coming for y'all. Like, 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 if you really contextualize what he said, is that these girls them beat the bejesus out of him three consecutive times. So maybe on the fourth time. Without Ben Dinucci, of course, because it could have been four consecutive times if Ben Dinucci didn't play for the Cow Girls, right? <laughs> so, so since the world now, Cowboy Nation and everybody that's listening, it's such a, a political world now, and it's supposed to be equality across the board. And really, if you want to belittle the women, the ladies out there, and call them a bunch of girls, right? Well, how come you can't beat those girls? How about them girls then? If that's the case, if you're using girls as a word to demean or to ridicule or to belittle a certain gender or what have you, then you can't beat a bunch of girls. What that say about you? (laughs) See, I flip it, you know. Oh, my goodness, man. So, So it is what it is. The Eagles can't beat. The cowgirls because the cowgirls are better. <laughs> you know, because it probably was a derogative word back in the days to call a team girls. But 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 now when you contextualize it in the modern day time, <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. It's too crazy. But but neither here nor there. Let's listen to 105.3. Uh right now. So let's you know, jump. You know what they are feeling though? Is is What's Bobby that? Wagner. They, they are. I can see that. The, the truckwreck.com. Y'all want some Bobby Wagner real bad. And trust me, I am right there with you. But, yeah. you know, yeah. Stephen Jones and his salary cap situation right now, simply. Well, you got some just hate in your heart for Stephen Jones. It won't like. allow it. It's not even that I hate Stephen Jones, man. I just I can't stand what he is representing right now when it comes to the Cowboys. That's a perfect way to open Impeding up. Impeding progress. It, that's, what, that's, that's what it feels like. Wait a minute. I must have hit the wrong one. Hold on. Y'all bear with me. <laughs> Wait a minute, I hit the wrong episode, but there's a good episode right there. Hold on, hold on. I know I'm somewhere right here. Hey, here we go. We're going to listen to these boys in a few, but here we go. Here we go. My bad. And Cowboys who need to step up most for... I'll listen to the wrong one. But all right, hold on. Here we go right here. Baby, reset. The, uh, the Dallas Cowboys to take the next step this season. First guy on the list, or I guess number 10 on the list, I should say, is Mr. Demarcus Lawrence who missed 10 games last season with a broken foot. Uh, He now gets the three-year, $40 million contract, and he's 30 years old now, I believe. So, yeah, he's a guy that you desperately need, especially moving on from Randy Gregory. Uh, And and to me, as long as he... Rob Ferguson. Hey, is Jake Jake Ferguson your your cousin or brother or third cousin twice removed? He said he wanted to hear that one. (laughs) Well, Well, if I have time... It's 11.45. If I have time, I, I'll, I'll double back. He's healthy. He's he's always a guy that I appreciate, and the, the defense is head and shoulders better when he's on the field. Can I ask you guys a question? And I like what they did. I like what John did with that. Him or Tyron Smith, of the guys that we, – we, we get on Tyron Smith a lot about being injured all the time. Is Demarcus Lawrence – 
a similar version of Tyron Smith that plays defense? You know, he had a three or four year window there in the middle where he was healthier. He was healthier, right? Yeah, yeah. I I hope not because he is one of the players that I think if he does stay healthy has a legit, legit chance to have a big season. Yeah. But see, I just wonder because we always get on Tyron Smith about yeah. him not miss. You know, he's well. You can always count on it for twelve games. You know, we never say that about Tank. Yeah, and, and but yeah, uh, Tank Tank been injured back and forth uh, for the last few years. Uh, so if you want to say that's the injury prone Tank, you won't be I won't be mad at it. He got to stay healthy. That's one of the guys. Uh, as you guys can take a look at this thumbnail, you can see that I have Tank Law right up there on the front. And he's one of the guys that must stand up and step up. Uh, shout out to you, Tyler. Appreciate you on the Facebook. He says, love all that you do, law. I listen to you every day. God bless you, brother. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> Appreciate you, man, so much for that. 200 stars. And then he elevated to another 100 300 stars you know i appreciate you for all of the stars let's go and to dawson's point i mean you had year one where he only played seven games and then year two he plays in all 16 games year three he only plays in nine and then he goes from 2017 to 2020 playing every single game okay so, and then last year happened. Now, is this okay, going to be well then, a start? Okay. You're 30 years old. That, now things are going to start I, hey, You know what? I'm, gl- I'm glad you guys remember that because I did not remember. I always felt like there was two or three games or something you're always dealing with. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. good memory it was there. Al- it was always hanging over your head, though, because of the severity of his back injuries yeah. early in his career. It, it just kind of felt like that he was always not totally available, but that just proved me wrong right there. So, No doubt, no doubt. It proved us, proves a lot of people wrong right there. All right, we got the 775. You're live. Hey, Law, how you doing, man? Man, it's your world. Man, what's going on with you? Hey, I'm doing all right. I called That's a few good. weeks back, and mm-hmm. I only had a minute. Um, I think I talked some crap, some mess about some Eagles fans and got off the line real quick because I was on lunch <laughs> break. But I think this time – so I was there on the end of your, your schedule release show. Right. And I think you got the mic right after the end there, so I didn't have time. But instead of, you know, having my opinion here, I just wanted to see what I kind of call this here like a revolving door type year. This kind of seems like, depending on how this goes, mm-hmm. a lot of things can change. And I appreciate you keeping it real and 100 all the time and appreciate what it. you actually think and, you know, calling it how you see it, but also being positive about the team. So appreciate let's it. just say this, this year they have, you know, eight wins. What's okay. that scenario? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to change? And then what do you think happens if we have, you know, 13 wins? Those two things are, I think, whichever way it goes, it's going to be completely different in the 2023 season, how we see, whether it be personnel change, coaching change. What do you think is going to happen? Well, appreciate let me, you. L- l- okay, appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. He just wanted to call in. Uh, man, that, that's that's a doozer, man. That, that changes the whole complex of everything. It do. That changes everything. Um, if you have eight wins, that means it's 17 weeks. That means you have nine losses, right? So let me pull up my schedule right here. If you have eight wins, that will equate to nine losses. Let me see if I can find my schedule. And... Let's let's look into that. That's a good call right there before we listen to the rest of this audio. 
Um, that means, let's say, for example, you you would have to lose maybe to the Tampa, the Cincinnati. Maybe if you lose to the Eagles twice, right? That's four losses there. Um, and, and let's say you lose to the Rams, that's five. And you lose to Green Bay, that's six. Uh, let's say if you lose to the Tennessee, that's seven. Hell, somebody getting fired. <laughs> you know, when you look at that, <laughs> if you lose, if you win, if you lose nine games and you only win eight, eight and nine, you fire. Somebody's fired. Somebody's fired, regardless. I'm trying to point out the nine losses. So if you lose, if you lose, and that means you're only beating the Giants. Detroit, Chicago, the Colts. Oh my gosh! Maybe you split with the Giants. That that will be a, a situation, and then you beat the Jacksonville, and you beat and you split with the Washington. Oh, that that will be. Look, if we go eight and nine, if we go eight and nine, that that will be. Um, a situation that I, I'm looking at it like there will be some some type of injury. I don't want that. You know, I don't want those go eight and nine, by the way. But you have to have a, a major injury. And I don't even think that this team can be just for what it is, for where we at. Believe it or not. But if we win 13 games, right? And we go into the playoffs, and I believe even if it's the same outcome from last year, somebody's still getting fired. So regardless, 8-9 and nine or 13-4, and four, somebody's getting fired. That's the reality of it. Somebody is going to get fired. Now, 8-9, and nine, you just know who's going to get fired earlier. 13-4, and four, you just got to sit back and wait. And it's going to be like, hey, did this guy really stepped up or did this guy really didn't step up? And uh, Roland says, Roland says, now nah, we get Sean Payton. You had to give up draft capital. And New Orleans, they ain't looking for cheap stuff. No, nah, they're going to say, we want a first, maybe two first, maybe two seconds. Are you willing to give that for Sean Payton? who's pretty much, when you look at everything, equivalent to what Mike McCarthy brings to the table. We can go off of, we can go off of hey, expectations, but that's what we're living off of now. High expectations. High expectations. We already did the side-by-side analysis between Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton. And the craziest thing of it all I would give you that if Sean Payton have an edge over Mike McCarthy, but ain't no way. The Saints went 7-9, with Drew Brees. Drew Brees. That's Drew Brees. 
if anybody, if anybody is going to get a knot, and I know how the Cowboys operate and roll, somebody will follow the sword. It will be Mike McCarthy, and they will elevate Kelly Moore. Or they will elevate Dan Quinn and keep Kelly Moore. It will be Mike McCarthy. He will be the guy that will have to follow on the sword before they go all the way through the route of getting, of going out there and getting and acquiring Sean Payton. And they want to have to really, if you think about it, Sean Payton involvements with the team, with GM responsibilities and stuff like that. That means you will either have to lose out on Will McClay. And Will McClay said, hey, my time is up. I'll go down to the Houston land or I go to another team and organization. It will be something like that. That will happen. <laughs> yeah, Trey, Tyler says, says, say it louder for the people in the back. Yeah, people, people got to understand that. And, and uh, Erica says, Kellen Moore got to go. Put it like this. How many years we was banging on the table saying, Jason, Gary got to go. And when did they hear us? Matter of fact, they love Jason Garrett so much that I believe that it was a handoff of the keys from Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy because they said he was still in the building and he couldn't believe. He said, wait a minute, I'm your son. You fire me. You fire me. Well, let me meet and let me look the guy in his face. Eye to eye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Y'all remember that? Here you go, Jason Garrett. Give the keys to Mike McCarthy. Oh, we bringing in the other guy just to solidify just to solidify the Rooney rule. I forgot his name, the, the coach, because a lot of people thought that we was going to hire him as our coach. What's his name from Cincinnati? What, 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 what team? Is it Cincinnati? God, dog, his name at the tip of my tongue. What was it from the Browns? I forgot his name. Nah, don't worry about giving the keys to him. You can still be in the building. Was it Marvin? Was it Marvin Lewis? Ooh, I forgot his name. <laughs> but that's just how it is. And the Cowboys don't like Kellen Moore. Write that down. They don't like Kellen Moore. They love him. <laughs> they love Kellen Moore. And yeah, it was yeah, it was Marvin Lewis. They said, look, man, we just bringing Marvin Lewis in. Man, don't worry about that, Jason Garrett. You still have a chance to be the coach here. <laughs> but if we just bring him in, just just do the interview. We ain't gonna hire him. Right? We just got to solidify the Rooney rule. And then as soon as Marvin Lewis left the, left the state or what have you, he said, hey, Jason Garrett, there's still a chance, man. We, we just doing our due diligence. Oh, here, here's, by the way, Mike McCarthy. He, he, we, he's now our new coach. Can you give him the keys to your office? No, Daddy. No. <laughs> Come on, Jason Garrett. Okay. But you have me a job lined up? Yes, we called the Giants already for you. Well, he's the guy that certainly needs to step up. I think we're all confident that this that DeMarcus Lawrence is still a baller as long as he is actually healthy. And yeah. other than last year, the last five years, the dude has been okay. Right. Uh, the dude has been healthy. Now, the next guy they, that he gets to here is Dorrance Armstrong, and he points out obviously that uh, the departure of Randy Gregory, someone's going to have to step up. Now, to me, this feels like a step up 
replacing Randy Gregory by committee. I don't know. Is there one person you're looking at to be like, hey, you really need to be the guy that replaces Randy Gregory? Or is it, hey, we got five or six guys that were kind of just rolling through here. They, you got Fowler. You got some of these young guys. But he's saying it's got to be you, Dorrance Armstrong. I feel like Dorrance Armstrong actually showed us. I, I can't mm. tell you how many Cowboy pregame shows I did where I just tried to will Dorrance Armstrong to having a great game. Like, and then he'd have, you know, he'd have a two and a half sack game, and then you wouldn't see him for four weeks. I thought last year was his best season when it came to how he played game in and game out. Yeah, career high, five sacks, twelve quarterback. What year? What year did? Uh... I need to say this, and shout out to uh, Dorrance Armstrong. We're going to get right into the nitty-gritty of that. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. I thank the good Lord that you didn't put bang, bang, Niner. You know, yeah, I appreciate you, and I thank you for your donation, man. But long as you said Niner gang, good morning, appreciate you. Uh, but as long as you didn't put the other whole sentence in there. But I appreciate you. Thank you for the donation, though. I can't wait to face y'all. I can't wait to face y'all again in the future. I'm looking for revenge. I can't stand the 49ers. What year did um, Jason Gary replace Coach Phillips? What year was it? Was it uh, 07, 08? It was 08, right? It had to be 08 or 09. Was it 09? Y'all let me know what year it was. Had to be that year, right? Uh, it's it's reason why I'm doing this. You know, it's like peeling the Band-Aid off of the wound. Yeah. What year was it? Cowboy Nation, help me out, man. Help me. Oh, nine. It was oh, nine. Okay, good. Oh, y'all some real ones. Okay. It's 2009. And it had to be week six or something like that, right? I'm looking for it. Matter of fact, so y'all can see what I'm looking for. I'm looking for it. Go week five. It had to be around that time. Vikings. I think it was the Cowboys versus. Okay, we won that game against the Chiefs. What game was it? Was it 09 for real? We had a bye week, week seven, Green Bay, Cowboys beat Falcons. Okay, oh, nah, shoot, we winning, man. What, what year was it? All right, let me go down here. Cowboys beat, now nah, we winning too many games. What year was it? What year was it, Cowboys? It was 10, 2010. Let me go to 2010, Dan. I got to find, I got to get this because it's on my mind. 2010. Um... All right, well, lost it all. Week two, because last time we fired a coach midseason, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, we lost to the Bears. Okay, week three, we um, won against the Texans. Week four, we, was it a bye week or something? Bye week that early? Good grief. They were setting us up, man. All right. Lost to the Titans. Week six. We beat the Vikings. Week seven. <laughs> we 
We lost to the Giants. I'm pulling back, pulling it back. We lost to the Jaguars week eight. Oh, gosh, man. God, what's going on? Week nine. Mm, okay. And we lost. This was the game, right? We lost to the Packers 45 to 7. So it was 2010. God, dog, boy. We look so we boy, see how crazy this was. So after 06, Parcells left. And it, it, I'm putting all of these pieces together. So Thomas Garrett, it was 09-10 season. So we, you know how the year split. So according to this chart, right here, the 45 to 7. The Cowboys could have been a different team if they got rid of Jason Garrett that year. <laughs> if they got rid of Jason Garrett experiment that year. Because everything about this team should have been identified there about this particular team and his reasonings, right? But what I want to tell people, and, and we're here for a minute, so... What happened after this game? So the score was 45 to 7. They changed some things around. So week 10 hit. Let me see what the Cowboys did then. They won a game 33 to. Oh, so now you want to score points 33 to 20, right? So, so now you want to pull out the playbook? Then they beat. Oh, so now you want to get everything going 35 to 19. That's was that was when you should have just said, you know what? Oh, so now you want to coach. So now you want to be able to put up punts, you know? <laughs> so 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 now you want to give hope. So week 12, we on a winning spree, baby. Where we at now? Who we played in week 12? Let me see. Where we at? Is, is it another bye week or something? <laughs> where, where are the Cowboys at? Huh? Here we go. Oh, it was a close game. I think the Saints won the Super Bowl that year. We gave them a fight. 30 to 27. Oh, so now, so, so you didn't put up a fight against Green Bay. You didn't pull up a fight all through that week and all through that year. But let's see, week 13. Let's see who we play. Oh, so you went into overtime. And you beat Peyton Manning. Is this Peyton Manning tape? Y'all let me know in the chat. We put up 38 points and we beat Peyton Manning tape. With that, with the new coach Jason Garrett, and then we then we lost to the Eagles. I remember that game. Oh, but that was the Donovan McNabb game. Boy, he he's still running and scrambling. Right, thirty to twenty-seven. Don't remind me, Eagles fan. All right, so let me go to week, and then we beat the Redskins. Okay, and then okay, oh, well, we ain't making it to nobody's wild card. But let me see how we finish. Uh huh. And then we beat the Eagles, the last game of the year, 14 to 13. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And we kept the coach for 10 years or nine years since then. We'll see you again. Okay, I'll be ready for you, Monroe. I'll be ready for you. So <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is from that point, from that point, we were going through growing pains. I think that coach Jason Garrett didn't really get into the element of being a true, true coach until the year 2016. 
2017. I don't even want to put 14 on him like that. I think that Jason Garrett really started to turn the corner around that time. 16-ish, maybe you can throw in 18. And somebody can still argue right now that he's still learning to be a head coach. Oh, excuse me, he's no longer a head coach. (laughs) So, yeah, Peyton threw four picks in that game. B.D. Gray, good memory, man, good memory. Kitna was the quarterback as well that year. Okay, so appreciate you for that. (laughs) Miles says fly, Eagles fly. Appreciate you for that. We are going to fly right into a wall. To the land of no victory. <laughs> but appreciate you for comment, commenting. Uh, Garrett should have been fired in 2016, but Dak and Zeke saved his job. Yeah. I think this is my honest thoughts before we play the rest of this audio. Three straight years of eight and eight after the 2010 season. I I really think... And I'm not going to go into the sabotage. I'm going to let the players say that. And they talk about that, that they that this guy sabotaged them or what have you. And they wasted uh, all of that talent. But if I go, so that's 2009 season. I'm going to put in, I'm just going to do this right quick. We got enough time today. How many Pro Bowl Mm. Let's see how many Pro Bowls. Uh, we, we, we're going to look at Pro Bowls. <laughs> All right, let me do it like this because they didn't pull up. Here we go. Maybe i just shorten it up a little bit. We're going we gonna to shorten it up just a little bit, and then we'll get to the point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can y'all see that? Dallas Cowboys, <clears throat> and we're going to scroll down right here. And I think that when you look at it, this is what I want to tell y'all about paper. <laughs> they had literally Miles Austin, Leonard Davis, Gerard, Mike Jenkins, Terrence Newman, Jay Ratliff, Tony Romo, D. Ware, and Witten. All of those are Pro Bowl guys from 09. And they finished 11 and 5. That was the year heading into the year that we got sabotaged, right? All pro. Jay Ratliff, Demarcus Ware, Andre Gerard, Tony Romo, and Jason Witten. All of these guys are all pros. So that's not even a popularity contest. So these guys, these same host of guys, and I'm not beating up my own team, but I'm just trying to draw this thing out so you guys can understand. Heading in to the 2020 10, you say 2010, I said 2020-10. That's a way, way, way in the future. But heading into the 2010 season, the Cowboys had a lot of star-studded players back on the same team and didn't do a hill of beans. But on paper... Because I recall that year, that offseason, we was going to the Super Bowl. On paper, we were looking good, baby. We were looking flat out good. So that's what all I wanted to say. 
Don't fall in love with all of the acquisitions and what's going on here and who did this movement and who we got with this guy and who, what expectations you think that's going to happen with that guy because you still got to lace them up and put it on the field. And regardless of what we can say left and right about our team, just like the caller said, law, you're going to keep it 100, right? You're going to keep it 100 all day. And if you pay attention to it, Cowboy Nation, hear me out. Hear me out. You got to play the game. You do. You got to play the game. You flat out got to play the game. This is not something to play around with. This is not something to play around with. Let's see what we got here. <clears throat> Let's listen to more of this audio. Um, I mean, it's yeah. 13 games. Yeah. He's a legit edge edge player now, but I, I think I'm with you, Chia follower. where I think it's got to be by committee unless the rookie, you know, hits the ground running Sam right. Williams, you know, but I, I'm, I've kind of, uh, I think the, the opportunity for Dante Fowler's passed. That, oh, yeah. you think it's passed? I do. Okay. Okay. You don't believe in the Dan Quinn reclamation project, J. Ron Curse style kind of thing? Uh, I, I guess it could happen, but you know, I think we look at that as exciting just because of his draft position, and that was so many years ago. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, but there, there are there, there's a bunch of guys there. Fowler. He had the one good year with the Rams, right? Yeah. Two, three years ago, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and that was outstanding. Um, but you know, it, I, I don't think that you have the collection of pass rushers now to free him up. But I, I do think that there is going to be enough. When you mm-hmm. think about Dorrance Armstrong, then it, then there is Dante Fowler. There is Chauncey Golston. There is Sam Williams. And then there's always the Micah factor as well. Yeah. So yeah. I still feel like the pressure, you're, you're going to be able to get pressure there. Now Demarcus Lawrence gets banged up and he's missing games. Now you are now you start to get a little bit more concerned from that standpoint. Next guy who needs to step up for the Cowboys in order to have the type of season you want them to have, Neville Gallimore comes in at number eight. Mm. He had the dislocated elbow last year for a good chunk of the season he missed the first five games or so um and so I- all right so james get is where my money at look here's the thing james you sent me kirk cousins oh didn't kirk cousin make the pro bowl yes or no you sent me kirk cousin i said below average i said below average quarterback you, you got to send me a below average quarterback and you got to send me quarterbacks that is considered trash that can put up 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions every year. I'm still waiting on that report. I guess he wasn't 100% uh, even in that San Francisco game even. Uh, but you have Gallimore, you have Osa Digizua coming back in year two. Uh, but that's a guy, I mean, the interior of the defensive line, unless we think this Ridgeway dude's going to be stepping well, up in a big way. Yeah, I think when you look at Neville Gallimore, he's different because he's a three or an under tackle, as is Osa. And so when I start to think of other guys like and Tristan Hill will be in that under tackle kind of thing. Does he make the team? I think there's a good possibility that he doesn't. Mm. I think he doesn't mm. have a sponsor here anymore. And, you know, he's going to have to, he is going to have to change everybody's mind about him. I don't see him just naturally getting a spot because 
He was a second round pick in 2019. Mm. He's doughy too, you know. Uh, he, he's worked on his body a little bit, but I think between Gallimore and Odigi Zua, you have like big, thick, strong, fast guys, yeah. and they they legitimately have a shot. I think of making a career where yeah. Tristan Hill has been working uphill. Uh, number seven on the list here, guys who need to step up for the Cowboys, Tony Pollard. Uh, and I'm going, Tony Pollard has stepped up, but it's, the coaching staff has to step up to give him the opportunities, right? Because Tony yeah. Pollard, pretty much, the dude's a stud every time you put him on the field, yeah. for the most part. There's a random brain fart fumble or something here or there, but the, like the offense, the dynamic level of the offense and the home run ability of the offense skyrockets when he's on the field. Maybe he could step up with his uh, bits blitz bits pick up his uh his blitz pickup yeah. and and you know force himself on the field a little bit more. That's fair. Yeah, I I kind of feel like that the whole thing is trying to protect Dak and when you've got a leaky offensive line, maybe the the, the ability to play him probably wasn't as presented like it needed to be. Yeah, especially with the way that the offense now and we'll see if they kind of pivot from this but over the last few years they continue to just go up and up and up with how often they're passing the ball on early downs and I think from an analytics standpoint everybody likes that you want to see these teams that are passing the ball on early downs uh, but that makes you feel like okay we got to keep Zeke in there because I know it's first and second down but it's not that we're handing him the ball we want him in here to protect the quarterback and I guess if Tony Pollard can do that then that's going to help his cause get on the field a little bit more Terrence Steele Comes in at number six. That's yeah. a dude. I mean, how how much of a drop-off do you think that actually is from Lael Collins? Let me talk about this. Um, when they say a step up, I get it. Tristan Hill, he may be a guy that can get cut, but I, I don't think that the Cowboys will fall on the sword, even if, even if, even if he should, right? That's just how the Cowboys rock and roll. Uh, that he was a drafted guy. He was their first draft pick in 2019, right? So I believe that they're going to look at that and be like, you know, we're going to see if we can get something out of him. And even if it's a situation where he's, he's starting over a guy that should it shouldn't be, you know, that's just how it goes, even if he don't have a sponsor in the building. But shout out to Brian Broaders. Uh, my thing is with uh, Tony Pollard, he is a guy that needs to be utilized in a situation whereas I get it. Everybody despise and they look at Ezekiel Elliott like he's what's on the bottom of most people's feet. But I come here to tell y'all, even Ezekiel Elliott, I got to put this up there, would be utilized better if you look at the system like this, Cowboy Nation. A split back. That's all you got to do. You got Tony Pollard, use both of those boys on the field, create the, the mismatch as it relates to a lineup and adjustments from what the opposing team is trying to do and do it that way. But don't look at this like, hey, we only need Tony Pollard to have all of the totes and carry, and you put that guy on the bench, Ezekiel Elliott. Or you look at it like, hey, let's give Ezekiel Elliott all the totes and carry. You don't do it that way. You got to figure out a way to utilize both backs. And what happening here is I said this on Twitter earlier. Let me pull this up. And and somebody pretty much, pretty much um, echoed it. But he says, man, Cowboy fans hate the team players more than other teams fans. 
They hate on Diggs. They hate on Tyron. They hate on Dak. They hate on Zeke. They hate on Jerry and Steven. Man, find another team. This is from Pops Davis, who uh, uh, pretty much said it under this particular video. Because if, it, if, if we show anything glowingly, anything positive about the Cowboys, there are Cowboy fans that will quickly remind you, hey, this guy's trash, this guy suck, or this Cowboys player is not going to win the Super Bowl, or the Cowboy players is not going to get out of the playoff. Cowboys not going to win more than seven games or eight games or what have you. And that's a known trend within the Cowboys community. We fight more against Cowboy fans versus the outside. Matter of fact, I get more respect from the outside than I do, and I'm not discrediting some of y'all, but with I do, than I do from the inside. I, I get people, hey, man, law, I can't stand the Cowboys. I respect you, though, man. At least you keep, keep it real. And that's coming from an Eagles or Washington fan or a Giants fan. But we tend to hate our guys. We tend to fight amongst ourselves. Oh, Tony Romo's better than Dak. Dak is better than Tony. That war go on to this day. Tony Romo have no, no idea of playing football. He can sit nice in his booth and make 15 to 16 or maybe more millions of dollars talking about the game. And when it's time to go home to Candace Romo, he's not knick-knack. And, yes, he can throw the ball to Rivers Romo without pain. You know, his son, I got the other son name, Jones Romo Jones or whatever. You know, so he can chill. And play his rounds of golf. But there are a third of the Cowboy community saying, come on, Tony, let's bring him back. Right? And the same could be said with Ezekiel Elliott. Look, this fan base, they can't stand Ezekiel Elliott. And the same could be said last year about Amari Cooper. He, man, he never shows up in big games. He got no heart. Oh, man, he ain't this, he ain't that. The dude get one target, two targets a game, and you expecting him to have the results. Let me just tell you this. <laughs> let me go back and pull up. Let me just pull up. Let me PFL. Let me see. Let me pull up this guy. Mm, let me see. Let me just pull up anybody. Let me pull up. Let me put up Justin Jefferson. Let me just pull up him just so I can just show you the targets. You compare it, targets. We're talking about targets now. Justin Jefferson. Look at his targets. Look at the targets, baby. 163. And you want somebody with almost, I would say, 70 less targets to generate that type of results. And with all of those targets, he only have two more touchdowns than Amari Cooper had last year. Let me, let me step in. Amari Cooper. Let me see. Uh, let me see. <clears throat> 99 targets. So this man had literally 64 more targets than Amari Cooper. And we ain't going to go back and forth on how many games he played and he played or what have you. And two more touchdowns. It's quite, if you do the quick math, if you give this man 163 targets, I'm quite sure that would equate to at least 14 touchdowns. Oh, let me just talk about Cooper, the other Cooper. 
Let's have me the target. I'm just looking at the targets, man. We just want to look at the targets. The opportunity. The opportunity. God dog, boy. <laughs> this dude got 189 targets. Do y'all see that? Targets. Targets. Is he a playmaker? Yes or no? <laughs> you give the playmaker the chance. The dude almost hit 2,000 yards. 189 targets. That's almost doubling the amount of targets that you gave your quote-unquote supposedly number one wide receiver. 16 touchdowns. Now, you know, I'm quite sure 16 is half of eight. And if this dude had more than half of the amount of targets, but with only half of the amount of touchdowns, I'm quite sure that number would equate just off a of quick math. If you give C, not, I ain't going to talk about CD Lamb, but if you just give Amari Cooper 189 targets, I'm quite sure, I'm quite sure that that would have been at least 20 touchdowns. I, I, I really digress. I really digress at this time. Coop eating, <laughs> you know, and we ain't finna just talk about, well, it's the quarterback, you know, it's the chances of the arm of the quarterback. Let me, let me just make sure. Cause I know Matthew Stafford played every game last year. He didn't miss any games. Let me, let me see Matthew Stafford. Let me see what he did out there. He should, he should all of those targets. He should have 5,000 yards. Let me see. He should have 5,000. Oh, he had 4,008. 41 touchdowns. 17 interceptions tied for first 601 attempts people don't want to hear me though I, I, I tell you people don't want to hear me they had Odell Beckham out there they had Robert Woods for most of the year and, and don't sleep on their tight end Let's listen to more of these guys, baby. See, you can't equate everything to, to one thing and then say, okay, well, they better. Well, they got more opportunity to be better. More opportunities to be better. Let the league in interceptions, but also play behind the number one defense. Don't that mask up a lot of things? Let me just make sure. Uh, let me make sure. Let me. I got too many elves in there. Yeah, let me make sure. Here we go. God dog it. Here we go. Here we go. Let me go like this. Then go like this. Go like that. Let me go like this. Let me go like this. L.A. Rams. I, I just need to make sure that my eyes don't deceive me. Number one defense. Oh, I think it's I well, okay, Lyle Collins watching him play last year clearly wasn't healthy and then having to deal with all the suspension and things like that. Lyle Collins will probably go and play better for Cincinnati than he played for you. I they they have a lot of faith. I I, I tell you there's just a lot of times where Terrence Steele is getting driven back into the pocket. Yeah. You know, and then there's sometimes he's 
when when they want to rush him, when they want to just bull him back to the quarterback, they can. When they want to go wide on him, he's athletic enough to just kind of push them past, push him past the quarterback. So I'm hoping. I love Brian Broaders, but I think he's not fair on that assessment there. And uh, we show multiple clips of that not even happening. Uh, last I checked, Bosa for the Chargers, he ain't no one to sneeze at. How many sacks did he generate on Terrence Steele? The only guy that he got pushed back on was Max Crosby. The, uh, the Dallas Cowboys did a crazy job of putting Terrence Steele in a rotation situation at Lyman. That's crazy. And Crosby, oh, man, good grief. He picked Terrence Steele up and pushed him back in. And that was the game, if he's referred to any game. But I think that the young Terrence Steele did a wonderful job with speed to power in that Patriots tape. You guys can go look at that. And that Patriots, uh, uh, what's that, edge rusher? Didn't he have double-digit sack? How many sacks did he have when Terrence Steele was out there? I'll wait. So, um we, we got to really look at the film and, and, and trust the evaluation of the film. Trust but verify. That's all I'm saying with that. Now, far as big Lyle Collins, the Cowboys wetted the bed with that. How did they wet the bed or where did they wet the bed at? They could have held all of the other 31 teams' feet to the fire, right? You didn't have to get rid of Lyle Collins. You can still hold on to Lyle Collins to this day and let the draft hit and say, okay, we got at least a third round if you want him. We got at least a second round if you want him. Oh, if you really, really, really want him, we, we, we got a first round draft pick for you that, that you really need. And they could have held most teams' feet to the fire. But they did what they call in their feelings type of move and said, you know what, you lied to us, man. You haven't been working out. Hey, Hey, you, you, you sully in yourself. You don't want to be a team player. I'm just putting words in their mouths now because I don't know what actually was said, but I know what was done is they got rid of the kid for nothing. For $10 million for a designated move that you can't touch the money until June 2nd anyway, that's foolery. That's hustling backwards. Jet says uh, Matthew Stafford showed up in big moments. Or did his defense did? Let me know. Right? Are we talking about, or what are we talking about, right? Those seven, see, the, the, <sighs> let me go back to this. Nobody want to pay that. All right. When you have the number one defense, it will mask over a lot of things. It will wash away some of the things that you did wrong. When you are leading the league in interceptions, 17 of them, meaning that, hey, I drop back, I throw the interception, praise God to Allah, Yahweh, Elohim, let me see. And Tark drops the ball. For the 49ers and give you life to continue to make those hell of a throws. Shout out to him. I'm not dogging Stafford. Shout out to him. He got him a ring. But we got to look at the complete picture. 
if it had went the other way, would you still say that, hey, Stafford in big moments, he shows up? But let me pull up Aaron Donald, though, man. Let me just pull up Aaron Donald, you know, since, 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 since we want to talk about this, you know. I'm not, I'm not saying that this dude is on everybody's team. Four forced fumbles, 15 sacks from the interior. Make my voice go away. Interior. The last time the Dallas Cowboys had a guy that can give you sacks from the interior was Jason Hatchett. Double digits. He's the last guy. We haven't had interior pressure and God know when. And newsflash. As good as Aaron Donald is, he couldn't do it by himself. They got another guy, DB, by the name of Jalen Ramsey. And they made sure that they went and got Ashawn. Is this Ashawn Robinson or Johnson? Y'all help me out. A big boy they can put right beside him. They can at least warrant some help. It's a team sport, team's game. Let me just be curious and see how. God, God, don't. This, this almost blew me up out of my. God. God. I never pay. Look, low key. I get it. I'm crazy as I'll get out, but man, I, uh, this dude got 86 pressures. That's that, that, look, man, he should not even have to wait. He shouldn't have to wait to get his gold jacket. When he retire, they need to just go ahead and say, hey, man, we pulling out the gold jacket now, man. You don't have to wait five years, man. <laughs> oh, eight, look, contextualize 86 pressures. 61 hurries. 10 hits. Four forced fumbles. Forty-nine solo tackles from the interior. Solo. Don't you know how hard that is? Solo tackles from the interior. I don't think it'll be another 20 years before somebody can do that. Gosh, man, that's that's a... uh, Oh, my gosh, man. 757, you live. What's going on, man? What's going on? I literally just turned around. I was, gonna, I was listening so I could figure out who you was talking to stats on. Honestly, my man. <laughs> like, I was listening to uh, a sports talk about the Cowboys right before this joint, and then you know how you got your notification? Right, right, right. It just, it just threw you on. So I just see you know, he was like the next one up. I was like, I was, I'm just, I didn't expect I was going to go on the line this fast. But you on there, since man. I'm on here, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> since I'm on here, dude, you know what I'm saying? Dude, dude I'm talking about Aaron Donald, dude. I'm just, I'm just contextualizing. I'm just trying to visualize his numbers. 
Like the dude, yeah, oh, oh, the yeah. dude had 15 sacks, right, from the interior. Four forced right. fumbles. And you know what's really blowing my mind? 86 pressures. Jesus Christ. God. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> man, it's, he's making it hell for quarterbacks back there, man. <laughs> and, and, then, and then when you think about it, I mean, I mean, I know their offense was like that. But if you got Aaron Donald, no matter where they line him up, because he's all over the, oh, the yeah, D line, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, say this yeah, to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you add, if you add him and Von Miller, I mean, you can't lose. It was just like when Von Miller and D Ware yeah. played on the Broncos and took out the Panthers. Yeah. It, it was just too much. Let me, let me see what Von <laughs> Miller. I, I didn't think to look at. Look, I just look at the player. I just never really, you know. And then of course we look well, at the tape or what have you. Von. Yeah. Vaughn brought in 60 pressures and uh, nine sacks, 30 solos. But, but, but for this boy to bring in 40, that's 19 more solo tackles. But, but go ahead, man. What you calling Jesus. in for, man? Ooh, my gosh. Man, man. I just want, I'm calling in just to show you, you know, you're station some love, man. I, I love listening to you every single day, man. Every, to you, every time you go live, I'm basically on this joint, man. Listen, man. Uh, I want my Cowboys to do well. I want all my, I want all the Cowboys fans to understand our draft was not bad this year. I think we right. have a plan. I hear that Tyler Smith is starting at left guard. They already, they already just permanent, permanent markered him in there. He's, he's our left guard. So nobody talk about him being left tackle, having to cover space. I played guard in high school. Mm-hmm. Trust me. It's easier to play guard than it is to play tackle because I had to move the tackle one time for our team, for one of my teammates. Right. And I'm telling you, the space out there with them fast, <laughs> D, them D line. Yeah. Hey, man, you all right? Hello? Hey, man, I hope, I hope you all right, bro. We lost you, man. I hope you. Oh, my gosh, man. Just call back here, bro. Ah, he was driving to us. I hope all is well. But, yeah, when you play tackle, you got C-gapping forever. You know, C-gap is forever. So you got to you gotta make sure if you're sp- playing against a speed rusher, shoot, you better make sure you kick out good. And then if you have a weak interior, it, it can get crazy real quick. But, man, let me quit. T- but, 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 Jet, I ain't talking about you now, Jet. You know, you, you're a good guy, man. But I'm just saying, you know, uh, Niners had a great defense, just good as the Rams. But, I, I I really think that um, here here's what I got right here. Sean McVay versus Sean McVay versus um, Kyle Shanahan was like zero and six. Kyle had his number. They them boys. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I can do this. Sean McVeigh versus Cal Shanahan record. He's seven and three. Shanahan is like seven and three. Cause I remember my brother, he's a diehard Niner fan. And he was saying that like, basically Sean, Mc, Sean McVeigh never beaten Cal Shanahan. Right. So eventually he was getting close to that W but what I'm trying to say is, 
is that they know each other and they knew how to play each other. So that defense for the 49ers, it started to turn the corner. And D'Amico Ryan, he got those boys flying out to the ball. And basically, he had their number. He had their number. He had figured out a way <laughs> to beat good old Matthew Stafford. But the drop, the interception dropped, and it was another big play that that occurred. And I believe it was by the running back pretty much open it up and all it takes is one or two plays but to get to get to your point you're right you know both defense were pretty good but the Niners defense I don't believe was was to the level of what the Rams were doing uh if Dak would have won the Super Bowl with the same exact numbers as Matt it would be shown it be shows all this season saying that the Cowboys win <laughs> despite of Dak Yeah, they would have said that, but I would take that by now. Now, I would look, I would take Dak Prescott, and this is my whole argument for with Dak Prescott. I'm not finna say that Dak Prescott is this guy that can throw and slang the ball all over the field. That's not me. That's not what I'm saying. Right? I have Dak Prescott better than Trent Difford, and I know for sure Dak Prescott to me. Is better than Eli, right? And those are guys that got rings. My argument is that, yeah, you can win with Dak. If teams are able to win with Trent Difford, Brad Johnson, right? And even if you look back at the earlier stages of Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Flacco and, and, and the guy that won it with, was it Nick Foles that won it with the Eagles? So I'm trying to condition Cowboy fans and their mindset that you don't need this, oh, this quarterback that's elite that can throw every single ball. It don't work that way. It don't. Troy Aikman would never would have never had a ring if he didn't have that offensive line, Emmett. And the playmaker. It takes a team. <laughs> yeah, Joe Flack. Different Johnson. I think that Dak is way ahead of all of those guys we just mentioned. <clears throat> Six, eight, two, you're live. Six, eight, two. Call back whenever you get a chance. 206, you in the mix. What up, Law? Hey, man, what's good with you, man? Talk to me, MJ. What's happening, my man? Nothing to it, man. Uh, it's doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get a chuckle out of you, man. <laughs> oh, buddy, talk to me, man. Talk to hey, me, man. Gonna, it's Friday. When we be winning, you gonna kill them with that. I don't uh. wanna hear that cry back. But they're gonna make a lot of excuses. The broadcasters on on all the T V shows and the other fans, some other people, oh well y'all would y'all 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 look up and won. Every time they say <laughs> we definitely gonna play it, man. We we definitely going to play that. 
Go talk to me, man. Talk to me, man. Hey, I'm just ready, you know, to see this camp, uh, training camp. Right. See who's going to make it. See who's going to be on the practice squad. And see who we're going to try to hide on the practice squad. Yeah. So I can tell you, them fools going to be stealing our players out the practice squad. I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> it, yeah. Just, they love to get us. They like to make us mad, don't they? They do, we man. Try a, we try to stash We try to hide that player. That's why and some players, when y'all don't see them playing, they hide them. They say, well, we know he can make the team. We got to hide him. We ain't going to play him in this game. And them, fans, them other teams be ready to steal our players. They do. All the time. They do. They do. Ain't that crazy? That, that, that's crazy. That's so crazy, I, man. I, I told Steele that. He's like, well, you got to like this. He'll say, well, well, they're not all stars, Mark. That doesn't matter. They right. still are not players. I mean, this this, this is the Jimmy thing. Smith. Yeah, I remember Jimmy Smith, man. Shout out to Jackson State. You know, um, it, it is what it is, man. I, I look at it like this, man. Um, we, we still have to show up and be up, and that and that and that goes to to the games. There's only yeah. forty. Is it forty six active players every week? Fifty three man roster. So you, yeah. you you still gotta know how. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you study and did your homework, you don't worry about if somebody steal your work because you know you got it, right? So that should That's be right. the Cowboys. They studied. They did their homework. So if somebody take your work and try to utilize and use it and they don't know how you came up with that answer, they can't show their work. So when right. everybody is mad and angry about the Cowboys not making moves, you got Dan Quinn. It would be a different story in a situation, in a scenario, if you didn't have Dan Quinn as defensive coordinator. But you got Dan That's Quinn. Right. See, nobody knew how to see nobody knew how to use J. Ron Curse last year, year before last. Sure did. But Quinn knew it, you know. And just truth be told, one can argue that if Parsons went to another team, maybe Parsons would not be Parsons. They, they, Let that I sink in. You. They would not rushed him at the end. I put some money on that. They, yeah. they, they would have left him at linebacker all year. <laughs> right. Right. And look, your, and your boy, I didn't know this. Your boy Marquise mm-hmm. played at 230 one time, man. Yeah, he had got down. He had got down to that, that, that physique look. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big man. boy. He, he moved around. So that's why they said, hey, man, we can introduce him as that hybrid linebacker role. And I know the word hybrid sounds crazy, but I just look at it like this. J. Ron Kurtz, six foot four, right? Two twenty five. Yeah. So what what what's your plans for be on a heavy run pursuit or a heavy pass pursuit? Why not bring in Marquise Bell? I think that that's that's, right. a, that's a move that Jordan Lewis or anybody that's else trying to fight for it's a move for them to be like, dang, man, this physicality is real. <laughs> hey, that's why y'all got to watch them shows. They had a, 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 one of the agents, you know, the, the uh, recruiters. They be recruit, recruit Chris Hall. Yeah, Chris Hall. Football. Chris Hall and all those boys, yeah. He was on Mickey, Mickey Shot. Mm-hmm. You got to play that for the people. I watched it yesterday, Mickey Shot, mm-hmm. and they didn't even know. They were talking about the undrafted character. I told y'all. Guess who else showing out in mm. camp? Who that is? The Georgia Tech safety. 
Yeah. Yeah. They say, he is showing off. Him and Mickey Shot. Them the two. They say, man. They do say, oh, man, yeah. That guy run punch back, intercept the ball. You talking, about, you talking about Thomas? Nah. Yeah. 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 What? You're one way, what? Yeah. Uh, one yay. One yay. Like, like he won. Like, one yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, woo. And I watched the text. I'll be like you. I watch all the text. I watch. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you got to peel back. See, see, he, he's a unique player because the pandemic made the draft pool so large because most players had got an extra year of eligibility and they didn't declare yeah. for the draft last year. So what was considered, this was like pretty much a double draft. So, yeah. so, so players that you get in the fourth or the fifth would have normally been in the second or in yeah. just the third. So that goes all the F-funnels all the way down. So now you got a, a gang of like undrafted guys, a big pool of undrafted guys who would have went in the sixth or the fifth round. So it's all about really if you did your homework. But yeah. but but yeah. people but people love to put these conditions on folks of where you drafted at. And those conditions hey. will always be there. And that dude, and I was like, that guy running four five and running punch up. See, that's, that shows you. I'm gonna tell you about. That's not. I'm gonna tell you. I ran track. Yep. I ran a ten two hundred meters. Yep. Went to university. Went to University of Washington. Yep. I ran a four two seven. You ran a four two seven. Yeah, and sometimes I ran a four three. You liar! You ran a four two seven. Four two seven. 10, 200 meters at the University of Washington. You got, you got, you got to show me the tape, bro. You, you got to have me the. You got to give me. <laughs> you, you, you ain't lying to kick it. You ain't lying to kick it, MJ. Look, look, I ain't gonna lie to you. Look, okay, you ain't gonna lie to me. I, I take, I take your word. Everybody you dub, they love me. <laughs> all the, all the sprinters. But you know what happened? Guess what happened? What happened? I, I, I still have a hamstring problem. Okay. It, it seems like every time I get fast, I ran track. Because I'm an old school. I went, I went to Iowa State first. Okay. I was running with Sunday. Sunday, you take got third in the 84 Olympics in the 400 meters. I used to run with him in practice. My and God. And he ran 20 points, some 200. He's just like, Marvin, Marvin, you are very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin. Marv, you gotta be, I'm, I'm Googling you right now, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man, at University of Washington, uh -huh. I don't know what you do. But the speed, you know, if you if you play sports, the uh -huh. speed, sometimes it go back and forth. Yeah. I'm the, hey, man, it was one day I ran a 100-yard dash. Man, I came in last place. And I thought I was running fast, and mm -hmm. I was like, it's like I was running quicksand. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Coach cussed me out. Yeah. I was like, "It be like that, man." Where you from, Mark? Where, where, where you from? You know, you from St. Louis, right? Yeah, East St. Louis. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have my people look at you up right. Now. <laughs> I'm looking, looking at you up right now, man. <laughs> oh my god! I'm looking it up, man. In high school, I was getting faster and faster, and I started having a hamstring problem. Uh -huh. I'm like, why, why me? I'm like, why me? 
Yeah, hey, you gotta drink some pickle juice, man. You old school. You know what that pickle juice do, man? Oh, I didn't know back then. That's how I saw the Eagles do it to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Cowboys, that pickle juice. Remember that game? Man, you going way back in the days, man. You know, you know. The, the pickle juice killed Dr. Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys out there in that hot weather, and the Philly beat us down. But they was drinking that pickle juice. That's mm. all they was talking about, pickle juice, pickle juice. Look at you. You remember that. Yeah. The pickle juice game. Yeah. But, but that dude from uh, Georgia Tech, mm. I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, man, this dude running pushback, and he ran right. four, five, five. Yeah, See? he he ran he ran he ran, it, he ran it back on the uh, the Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah he took, he ran it all the way back. Took it took it to the house. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Your speed go up and down. It's all about quickness, man. It's all about that. It's all about, yeah, all about that quick feet feet work and short area quickness, man. But what else you got for the show? I got another call away, man. Well, you know, to the Cowboy fans, I think we're gonna do okay. The key. I got to tell everybody, it's going to be up to Kelly Moore and our, and our quarterback. Nothing else. We still had a chance to win last year, even though we played pitiful. I still remember two minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. We had all our timeouts. We had a 49ers, 45-yard line. 45. And we, and we didn't go nowhere. You, you, you flat out right on that. Yeah, again we got the ball back again, and we still didn't do nothing. Yep, yep. That, that's that's the that's the thing, and people think that I'm I'm giving Dak Prescott a cushion, but we had no. two minutes. We had two minutes left on the clock, and that was the time. That's and I said it when I was doing the play by play action reaction. I said this moment right here is when legends are made, legends are born. There you, go. you remember when I was doing it, and and this yeah. is right here. Dak Prescott got to put the team on his back, and uh and and that situation never occurred for him. Unfortunately. And it doesn't matter how bad we play, mm-hmm. we can play better for the for the whole fifty eight minutes. Yeah, we got two minutes left. And we get that ball back, that defense get that ball back to that quarterback and the offensive coordinator. Yep. They gotta they gotta come you gotta come through, man. Come yep, on. and at that at that point, what I wanted the coach and staff to do is Mike McCarthy, you got two minutes left. You see Kelly Moore doing all this, you say, nah, give me, give me look, <laughs> give me this play sheet. Dak, hey, listen I, to I, me, I, and we're going to get this game going. They playing, they playing quarters. I know, I know you want to go deep, but I want you yeah. to kill the inside, kill the inside, kill the inside. Get the small yards. Don't rush it because I, I say the same thing when playing basketball. Don't you don't have to go for three. Get you some layups no. under there. Make go ahead and get your little short short points first, and then just hey, try to get it tied back up. But go ahead. And look what you and look what you just said. Yeah. In basketball, at the same time, it's a basketball game one time. Yep. That's, this is what made Kobe Bryant so cold-blooded. So the Lakers was missing a lot of threes, and the other team was hitting a lot of threes, and they was up. Mm-hmm. And then Kobe was like, give me that ball. He yeah, started hitting them 15-footers, boom, 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 boom. And them, them teams were getting mad. They said, oh, man. And then they started missing their threes, and mm-hmm. then next thing you know, they started double-teaming Kobe. Then me and you wide open hitting threes. Yeah. Okay. You gotta take your time. I, like I said, remember, I like the dink and dunk day. That's oh yeah. If you listen, come back to the dink and dunk. We'll win a lot of games. 
I mean, well, this is the thing. This is the thing before I let you go. And you, great point. If they play at quarters, they drop in six DBs, they giving you the underneath. And I know it's always a, a, a measuring contest of like, hey, how did you win the game? It don't matter. Don't listen to the outside noise. Just win the game. Kill look, 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 look. I, I would have I said, look, coach, I get it. We want to score quick and fast, but I need my playmaker, Tony Pollard, out there in the field. Let's go back to Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott that will show and present power. They're going to get out of their quarters look because my dump off now will be Tony or my dump off would be at least Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott juxtaposed to being, uh, uh, what's the guy, Dalton Schultz. He was the dump off guy. He was a dump off guy. And Dalton Schultz, God bless his heart, but yards after catch is not like a, what a Tony Pollard would do. Yes, you may yeah. lose out on, on 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 block responsibility, but they only rushing four. I encourage you guys to go back and watch that not the last two minutes of the 49ers tape. And MJ, you right on the money with it. Yep. That's what I was watching. I always tell my friends, and they was all of us at the game, our Dallas club. I say, man, they was trying to make us say, no, God, we had two minutes and 27 seconds left. Right. And we didn't move the ball. And then I dumb number 94, tackled a lineman, <laughs> and gave him a first down again. Right. And we would have got the ball back with one minute left again. Right. He right. lost us again with that stupid tackle. Yeah. I was like, what is this fool doing? He lost his mind because yeah. he wasn't doing nothing. I man. said, oh. Man, man, boy, we can talk about the 49ers game to 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 the, to the, to the next time we play them. But appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, MJ. Hey, when your next show tomorrow, too? Man, I don't know, man. I I, I go live whenever yeah, I can, man. Break. Yeah, but all right, bro, I'm going to go live again. You know how I go. <laughs> I'm going to hit you again. No doubt, man. I try to keep these fall lines open, man. Uh, And, and that's just how it is. He, he spit the truth. He spit the truth. Oh, MJ. MJ. Yeah. Uh, let me hear it, man. I'll, I'll let you go without Let me hear it. How about them cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> I had to hear it from him. All right, 562. What's new? Yo, what's up, bro? How you doing today? Man, all is well. I can't complain. Talk to me, man. I could never do it, man. I got a quick question, man. Will Malik Hooker start over Dollar and Wilson? Say, say who's going to start over Donovan? Uh, Hooker over – like, would Donovan Wilson start over Hooker? Oh, ah, man, Donovan Wilson, he still – I don't think he would start over Malik Hooker. I don't think he will. Mm. Will you ever get a starting position back? I don't think so. I, I think that he's going to be a rotational guy. Uh, I think he's going to come in. What they wanted to do last year, they had to, they had the spot open for him. But 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 J. Ron Curse never gave it back. <laughs> J. Ron Curse, <laughs> you know I'm not gonna give this back. So the opportunity, because remember, uh, Wilson banged up his knee, and um, they, they 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 slid J. Ron Curse in there, and the rest was history. history. Hey, okay. hey old boy, what? old boy had a good good camp, but he's gone to the Giants uh-huh. now. Maurice Kennedy. Right. They 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 wanted to work right. him in slowly, but all you have to do is go back and watch the first Eagles game. They right. inserted Maurice Kennedy in, 
And all of a sudden, the Eagles figured that out, and they marched down the field and scored a touchdown. And Maurice Kennedy never and, – and, they, and, they, and the one thing I, I like about this coaching staff, if you F up enough, you know, they're going to hit you know, – they're going to give you the bench. You know, the previous staff never did that on the defensive side. So, um, that was his shot. That was his time because, remember, all offseason, Maurice Kennedy, he had seven interceptions. So – Right. Yeah, right. that was that was in training camp. Quick. Yeah, go talk to me. Right, right. So um, that Patriots game, you know, where Diggs caught that interception, ran it back, and right. that. Now that touchdown that happened on Diggs, I believe that wasn't Diggs' fault. I believe right. that safe. Who was it? Who was it? Who, who, who K- K- KZ. Wilson? No, it was KZ. It was KZ. Right. He overshot it, and and so, so I feel like I, I feel like that wasn't Diggs. It was Diggs' fault, but everybody kept saying it was Diggs' fault. I'm like, nah, that was a safety's fault. Yeah, he had that coverage. Am I wrong or am I am I blind? Dog, you you right on the money, man, and and that's forever. Like KZ, like let's be real, KZ, he was like the trashiest safety we ever had. He was better than what we had mm-hmm. in 2020, <laughs> rolling out Brandon Carr and Stephen Parker out there for crying out loud. But uh, right. I, I just look at it like like this. With KZ, he once had seven interceptions in one year, and he's a, a guy that I'm going to try to go get the ball. And he did a great job. I don't think we beat the Chargers if he don't take that interception, right? Yep, so so we can't get mad, mad at KZ, but we understood that Malik Hooker, he's better, but it was just taking time for Malik Hooker to, to fully recover. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Sure. All right. So who? So at the start of the season, who's your uh, starting two safety? Oh my goodness, man! It's got to be Malik Hooker, and of course, uh, my guy, um, uh, J. Ron Curse, who's okay. gonna be knocking. The old boy, Marquise Bell, gonna be knocking at the door. <laughs> talking about, let me in, let, let me in, in. and, and then Donovan Wilson. Deals, yeah, and Wilson saying, "Look, don't sleep on me." And once again. Ronye, Ronye Thomas, look him up. He's another guy that'd be like, Izzy. <laughs> you know, Izzy on his team, right. Makamu, mm. it, it may it may be hard for him. And, and Tyler Cole, all of those boys, they're going to have to make an impact via, via special team to keep their job. Okay, okay. Uh, just two more questions. One, should we go after Dominic Sue or – I mean, like that. And my other question is, uh, what is Anthony Brown going to make it throughout the training camp this season, or he's going to do the play? I think they they really look. Al Harris is really really banging on the table for Anthony Brown, and and when okay. you have a a guy that's banging on the table for a player, now let's be real, this is his last year, right? Five million, he's playing on five million, so. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fair competition, but do they who is gonna fall down to who they trust? We got some muddy waters with Kelvin Joseph right now. You never know when the league is gonna step in, and then you got some other hungry DBs out there. Let's not sleep on Deshaun Wright. If you like what you've seen out of him uh, last year, shoo, he's he's a little bit bigger. Talk to his mom. He's a little bit bigger, and he still got that four four speed at six foot four. Boy running down the field, and that was a personal recruit by Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yep. So. But man, I appreciate you having me on. I ain't gonna have a good time, you know. Come all, all, all the way from Long Beach. So, all right, know. all right, man. Long Beach, yeah, man. That's good. Time, baby, you already know. So, so you gonna be uh, at Oxnard? Yes, sir. I'm always at Oxnard, and I'm and I'm buying the two tickets because my wife she's a Niners fan, so I'm buying uh. tickets for the Cowboys play the Rams, and then when they, when the Rams play the Niners, I got her tickets already. Divided so, house. Like show, so I, I I can say this now. So she wanted to know because it was a surprise. Oh, okay, okay. Divided house, man. But no, shit, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Divided yeah. home, player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I, I already but know I what you're going through. At the same time. Yeah, it's, it's and a bittersweet. You know what I'm when we lost in the playoffs. Oh. oh, you see what my brother did? He went to his deep freezer and pulled out a thing of hen and said, "Come on, law, time for you to drink." Uh, oh, I, I, if he didn't, he knew how mad I was. And man, I, he know my temper, man. man. I, I was like, man, oh yeah. And then, oh, and then yeah. for them to win the following week, and I had to wait. <laughs> I had to wait, but I had to wait. but but I I would rather for the Niners to beat the Green Bay, right? Oh, look, look, hey, uh, sorry, no. When the Niners beat the Green Bay, that's when that's when the recovery process helped yeah. me started because because yeah. my, my cousin, my main man. He's a he's a he's a Green Bay fan, diehard. Right. Yeah. So when they lost, oh, I came out. I said, yeah, I'm I'm talking big split. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he because him Green Bay fans and Niners fans was talking the most. Oh my god. We lost to the Niners. Yeah. It was them two. Everybody else was like, all right, but them two teams, them mm-hmm. fans were talking the most trash. So when yeah. I when we lost, I heard it from both sides. Yeah. So when they lost, I got Green Bay hell. Mm-hmm. And when the Niners lost. I gave the Niners hell. Yeah. I said, look at y'all. Y'all still y'all don't even know what to do with Jimmy G. <laughs> don't nobody want him. Don't nobody want Baker Mayfield. And that's the thing. If Dak was an actual trade right now, I bet you some of these teams will go for Dak. Yeah. 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 Either yeah. they'll pick up Dak before they'll pick up Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. Hey, hey, hey right now, and I know you I don't know if your wife kinda like follow follow this, but there's a big split in Niners land. Oh. With 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 yeah, with trade yeah, yeah, yeah. trade A versus Jimmy, so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. one trade, the other people love Jimmy. I'm like, yeah. nah, Jimmy's yeah. not it. Yeah, yeah, but they so, they love him though, yeah, man. man. Yeah, but appreciate you, they man. Do. Appreciate you. And you did, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. Unlike these other people that be talking Cowboys, so you actually the best one out of all of them. I mean, I appreciate it, but man, I think we all equal. You know how it go, man. Salute, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, you don't really put all your feelings into you got numbers, and I like that. I appreciate you got a it. hell of a memory. <laughs> I try to, man. Like <laughs> appreciate it, man. That's good. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah, man, that's a good call from him, man. Divided house, man. He better not. He, one thing he can't do, he can't talk too glowingly of his Cowboys when we beat the Niners. She might put some of the other stuff other than Mama's cooking in his food. He'd be like, "Man, why am I always on the toilet?" <laughs> All right, eight seven zero, you live. Uh, yeah, what's up, man? My name is Jonathan. I'm a. I've been a Cowboys fan since what nineteen eighty nine. But uh, yeah. anyway, I feel like this, man. Oh, uh, do you think we should change our philosophy of how we play instead of trying to? Focus on offense all the time and just go old school how we used to have a good defense, a good running game, and like instead of trying to be like everybody else, just stick to what what we used to doing. I mean, you 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 you're spitting some good stuff, man. But but sometimes you know where the money is coming from is where the philosophy is coming from. Jerry True. Jones Jerry Jones played offense in in college. 
So so he believed yeah. that he knows offense and he believed that, hey, offensive line, that's his, that's his baby. That's his precious. And uh, you can just follow the money. The team fell in love with offense. But on the flip side, when Jimmy was running the house, he was a defensive-minded guy. You know, sure. so so uh, it's it's a it's a hard situation. Defense is not sexy. Defense tend to be a situation whereas, you know, you can say oh, I can find it. I can give this guy anyone, you know, and they can make it happen. But offense always sell tickets, and Jerry's about that bottom line, putting right. butts in seats, and and offense will always splash. Unfortunately, that's true. Because I'm looking at like every time the team, any team won the Super Bowl, it always come down to what. Like, look at the Rams and the Bengals. Aaron yeah. Donald, yeah. the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? So, I because the reason I'm saying that is because the way they're building it right now, like, where we got Michael Parsons, you know, Trayvon Diggs and everything, it seems like that they trying to make a balance towards it. Yeah. But I just feel like, you know, you know the cliche, defense wins championships, and right. that's true. Right, right, right. And uh-huh. we have a good uh-huh. running game. Like, we have a good two-headed beast right now, you know? Right, right. And we then was, I feel we like were top 10 that, in rushing last year. Dak to yeah. Run yeah, yeah, we was top ten in rushing last year, and and you're right. I don't I don't think about implementing Dak Prescott and running the ball. I think that the uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the the upper room, like like the coaching staff, that's above the coaching staff. Jerry Jones and company. We remembered, I believe it was the Atlanta Falcons game. Dak Prescott ran it in, and it was like, yeah, it's good, mm-hmm. Dak, but don't do it no more. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. Hey, yeah. cause they, hey, cause he. He is uh, he's getting the big money, so I get it. you want to protect that as well. But I'm not, I'm not saying like run all the time. Just I'm mm-hmm. saying like keep the defense like okay. We don't know if he's gonna run or you know just like that. Not necessarily being like Michael Vick, but just I don't know what you're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Like that, right. that that makes the defense have to. You know, you're a defensive guy. You get what I'm saying? I get exactly. What, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm following you, man. I'm following you. Yeah. Yeah. And this is another thing people got to start doing with Trayvon Diggs. I don't mean before I'm going to say uh, this now I'm going to go. Uh, people have to understand, he just started being a cornerback not too long ago. He is learning. And he, he, he developed his own style of playing. Even though, yeah, he give up some yards at times, but everybody's going, no one's going to be perfect. That's his style. I think he's going to get better. But people trying to make all these wild videos, like, but he's just been playing for only like three years. Like, he's going to grow. Right. He's definitely going to grow. I, yeah. Yep. He got the talent. He got the speed. He's intelligent. You can tell, like the the way he play. You have to you have to have some type of defensive IQ. You get what I'm saying? Right. You definitely you got to have it. And it's different between turnovers and takeaways. He took the ball away from DJ Moore because he recalled. Yeah. yeah. He, he recalled. See, I was just about to bring that up too. I ain't talking about the other. Look, that interception. Both of them, the two interceptions he had in that uh, the Panthers game. I don't think we win that game mm-hmm. without him. No, and that's not. He's a game changer. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I use. I, I'm the type of person. I, I don't like his style per se right. because I'm more of a like Byron Jones. I love. I hate when they they let Byron Jones go because he was more. Not say he was a shutdown, but he didn't allow a lot. But oh, he didn't get a lot of turnovers. Oh, 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 I, I'm gonna say this right quick. He shut down yeah. Michael Thomas. Remember, Michael Thomas at the time was considered the best wide receiver. Best, yeah, yeah, at that time. <laughs> and I'll never forget, I said, yeah, but when he went down to Jones, he put that clamps, and the league, like like the four-ladder network or what have you, they never gave him that praises because he's a cowboy, or he was a mm-hmm. cowboy at the time. 
Right, yeah, but you know yeah. how they do it. Yeah, I know, I know. They did they, they they so quick. <laughs> Look, for for the first three to four years, they talked about Jarvis Janoris Jenkins. He clapped down dead. He clapped down mm-hmm. dead. And I was trying to tell him, like, oh, come on, man. Look, that was a rookie Dak Prescott that had one of the issues of throwing a fade ball. Dez was really open both times they was in that end zone, but the Cowboys tried to get cute. And they tried to uh, to to target Dak. Dak tried to target uh, Dez in that uh, red zone, and Janoris Jenkins didn't clamp down no Dez. And I kept going nah. on and on with that, but that's a story of a different day. Well, yeah, man, I ain't gonna be too long, man. I just I appreciate you taking my call, having a good little football talk with you, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, go Cowboys, man. I'm all, all day, and I support you on all your your fields, you know. Twitter, all that, man. You, where, where, you, where, where, where you from, man? You where you from? Um, Originally, I'm from Dallas, Texas, actually. Are you going, you, Dallas, you, but, uh, you going to any of the home games this year? Man, me and my homie, we trying to go. But we trying to go. I, I said Arkansas, so we trying to go to the one in uh, Tennessee, I think. Okay, okay, okay. I think we But going, my mama and them, yeah. they, they be going all the time. So I, I, I might end up going, though. But you know how it works and stuff, though. Yeah, but if you free that, that we we have events the day before the game. So uh, pull up, mm-hmm. man, and uh, we we gonna have we gonna have one of the players at the event, oh, and uh, we working on right now getting CD Lamb. So 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 get ready, man. Get ready. Okay. All right. See, I, I mean, shoot, my bad. Because yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna get some schedules going with my job and stuff. I I make a way, and I I probably call back and let you know, man. No doubt, man. Salute. Good call from him, man. So, so, man, if you guys need access to the game, I'm talking about you can plan your vacation time around the Cowboys game. And you can pretty much, it'll be a good gift for birthdays, for holiday gifts and stuff like that. Check out CowboysExperience.com. Hit us up and we will give you uh, the information. Uh, to come out to the game and even you know like like real talk let's be real with it <clears throat> even if you're not a cowboy fans we we had a um a line of falcon week and we had a lot of people to come over that was a line of falcon fans to come to the event and we had a great time man uh we we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't like the event we loved the event right so even if you like i'm saying do saying go birds or what have you you know, even if you are an Eagles fan, come on out, you know, um, and, and mix and mingle with us and, and, and get it, put it on wax. <laughs> we had a guy that was a Raiders fan. He came out to the event, talked his noise, bumped his mouth. He was right. They won. I was so mad. <laughs> but, boy, I was going to go in on him if we would have won. But shout out to him. He came out to the event, had a good time. Uh, we we uh, exchange social media handles, man. And that dude do big stuff for the Vegas. So it's always a good thing to come out to these events and network, bump elbows, rub elbows with some of the players. Uh, we had Kenny the Shark last year, um, uh, Lincoln Coleman. Uh, we got Drew Pearsons, man. We got a whole bunch of guys uh, to, to come out to the event. We had uh, Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons came out to the event, and he's he said, man, I'm not even finna sit down. That's how I'm ready to play. He stood up the whole time with his arm folded, like, yeah, shaking hands and kissing babies, man. And and, and um, we're going to try to get him again at these events. Uh, 
Will they be safe at the event? Yeah, Leon Lewis, yes, 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 yes. We got our CIA buddies there too, so let's not get it twisted. We got some people. It's going to be safe, you know, uh, uh, no weapons allowed, you know. So so come out to the event and uh, enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Michael Parsons is the leader. Yup. Uh, salute to Uncle Charles. Man, yeah, it's Uncle Charles. Shout out to you. Where where am I? It, it is one fourteen. Y'all want me to keep going? It's Friday, baby. I can I can do this for hours. <laughs> Nobody work on a Friday, right? Nobody works on a Friday but me, right? <laughs> I am hoping there's some competition at right tackle, you know. And I, I Bobby Belt comes on here all the time and tells us the, the there's people in the organization aren't sure about ball, you know. And here's a guy that spent <clears throat> all last season. You know, trying to get himself stronger and all that. I'll be interested to see. You know, Let's Go is the one guy they seem to like, the kid from North Dakota. But man, I, I hope there's some competition at right tackle. Steele got a lot better last year. He needs right. another big jump like that to be a good right tackle. Like he's going to put a lot of pressure on Dak. Yeah. And I, and I think all these, all, the entire offensive line is is who needs to be on this list of guys who need to step up. He's got Tyron Smith coming in at number five. He hasn't played a full season since 2015. He's missed wow. 20 games because of injury over the past two seasons. Okay. So to me, that 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 is the big thing there where it's guaranteed. He's not playing all the games. Who's the guy that, that steps in to replace him? Well, the, the, that we'll see what happens at left guard. Seriously. I mean, we'll see what happens with Smith. They, they they drafted Smith with the intent. If you look on the, the roster and all that, I mean, they've got Smith listed as an offensive tackle. He's playing guard right now mm. until something happens with Tyron Smith, and then they're going to kick him out there. Watch. Unless Ball or well, Let's Go, one of those guys can. Yeah. I think it's probably the right idea to, uh, probably the right idea to, to go ahead and give Tyron a chance to prove that it didn't go horribly wrong. Uh, and that wasn't a sign last year. That was just a bad game against San Francisco. But, man, let me just be real with y'all, man. Tyron Smith is still that dude. Uh, let me pull this up. He, he just, two injuries back to back was just crazy. Freak accidents of, own player, self-annihilation of own player rolling into the back of his leg. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, the guy is not injury prone, but, man, he must have bust a few mirrors, walked under a few ladders, and that's what happened. But when you look up Tyron Smith, man, I mean, for when he was out there, he did a great job, uh, only allowed two sacks this past season. He had seven penalties. That's a lot or what have you. Um, 11 pressures allowed, four hits allowed, and seven penalties, of course. But um, <clears throat> my thing is, and of course, he, he, you look at all of those gradings there, you can go left and right on that with pro football. But I, I would tell you guys that whenever Tyron Smith comes off of an injury, the next game is never a good one. His bad tape was against the Vegas Raiders. It was terrible. Flat out terrible. You guys can go back and probably look up the lowlights of him trying to hit space because he didn't know where to go to block. And then when I read the report of Tyron Smith having the the other C-19 or what have you, and he's going to miss out, he's going to miss out on the final game. If you guys could un could understand that I was like, no, 
No, because I knew. I knew that he would not be ready for that 49ers game. Tyron Smith, he's going to have that one bad game when he comes in off of an injury, and then it's going to then he's going to get back to graces. You got to get in rhythm, man. That's uh, how, how big he is. He's a uh, six foot five, three thirty, three twenty. You know, that's a big dude. You got to get in rhythm, and that's what happened, unfortunately. But if you have a few more games like the San Francisco game from Tyron Smith, you really got to be looking at Tyler as your left tackle of the future. That's the huge thing right there. If Tyron fails at left tackle and you have Steele at right tackle, it is going to be abysmal. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it'll it's be, be seven bad. and ten. It's going to be real bad. Uh, Biotish comes in at number four. I think they, I think they are low, low ball in Terrence Steele. Um, the, the biggest problem with Terrence Steele is that they tried to appease Lyle Collins. They gave Lyle Collins uh, his position back at right tackle. And Lyle Collins, it, it, all you got to do is just look up my guy, the OC in the Boss Cowboys film session on Lyle Collins playing at that right tackle. Granted, from a, a, a thought track that we wanted Lyle Collins to get back to 2019. But I come here to tell y'all beautiful people that 2019 was long gone away. It's the year 2021 at the time. Right. He didn't play in 2020 and then he missed out on 2021 due to that first part of the season, due to lying and, and taking all type of stuff of masking up the PED situation. Why are you trying to take PED? Oh, I'm trying to overcompensate for something. I'm trying to cheat something. Right. But my whole argument was that when he played at guard, he never gave up a sack. And your best protection to any quarterback is from the interior. Why not bring in Lyle Collins, put him back at guard? Newsflash, he's right. He's playing at right tackle. But he's left-handed. It wouldn't be hard. We talked to multiple offensive linemen, and they said it's easier to transition from tackle back to guard versus guard to tackle. So we went through growing pains in 2017, well, the part of 2018 of him being placed at right tackle, right? If I were to do an analysis of Lyle Collins playing at right tackle versus like, like his first full year playing at right tackle versus Terrence Steele's second year, playing at right tackle, you would say, if I do a blind resume, you will pick Terrence Steele every time. You will pick, let me repeat, you will pick Terrence Steele every time. But Lyle Collins, he picked up everything in 2019 and played a phenomenal job at right tackle. Law, do you want me to show, do you have any proof to that? Yeah, let me put up Lyle Collins. Let me pull up Lyle Collins. Eight penalties, two sacks allowed. Of course, the snaps. Look up 2020, none. 2019, this is where we are trying to get back to, right? The uh, total pressure allowed 26, four hits, two sacks, five penalties, right? And then his is 2018. Eight sacks allowed, 10 penalties. Oh, let's look at it. 46 pressures. 
six hits. This was the year that he was playing at that spot. And then this is his first year. This is his first year playing, I believe, at right tackle. And if you look at all of that, five sacks allowed, four penalties over 10,000 snaps, I get that part of it. 51 pressures. You know, that's a lot of pressures, right? So, But when we start looking at when he was playing guard, Oh, zero. Okay, there's only 186 snaps. But here we go right here. Oh, zero. 713 snaps, though, because he was inserted in. Zero. He didn't allow you to hit him. Hit the quarterbacks or what have you. And, of course, less pressure or what have you. 22 sacks allowed, zero. Of course, three hits. I would take that. Don't you guys know it took literally four years for Connor Williams to get those type of zero pressures allowed from the interior. I died. Well, zero sacks allowed from Connor Williams, what have you. And let me pull up Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele. I know he spelled his name different. Here we go. Here we go. He allowed two sacks. Out of 910 snaps last year. This was his first full year playing at right tackle. But then, of course, they kicked him to the left and all of the other crazy musical chair stuff. But let's look at his 2020 tape because that was ridiculous, right? Ridiculous. That dude, nine sacks allowed. From there to here, it's a whole different world. Look at the pressure allowed, 31, five hits allowed, two sacks allowed. Now let's look at his first year ever. Undrafted guy, by the way, 48, five, and nine. Terrible stats. So you guys get what I'm saying, right? I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. You move Lyle Collins back inside. You have a stronger guy in the middle. And, of course, whatever thing that's going on with uh, Tyron Smith, let it be. But let's go with it. Still is going into his third year now. Todd Cook, yeah, you're right. Collins is, Collins was a first-round talent coming out of college. Still was an undrafted free agent, yeah. But both of them went undrafted because of, you know, the situation there. Matt Wellesco at tight end. No, I, I, I really like Matt Wellesco. I think that he's going to be a brilliant guy for the Cowboys down the line, and he's going to challenge and push Josh Ball. Right now, Right now, uh, like what Brian Broaddus was saying, Josh Ball is a guy that that that, that the uh, front office and everybody else in staffing is not high on. But let's give this man a chance. Let's give this man a chance uh, for for the fight for it at least. <laughs> Don't let the paper talk right now. <laughs> I think he lost power in, from the hips. I think he lost power, and I think he lost a little speed. Collins was fast. You poor Collins, he get in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Collins got in front of you. If you think I'm lying, go back and watch that highlight reel of him tracking down ha-ha Clinton Dix and throwing him asunder, <laughs> you know. Tyler Biotish, the center, he's coming into year three, and I think he's going to be in competition, right? Isn't this Farniak guy somebody that they kind of appreciate a little bit, they or do you think they're blowing smoke well, on that? They, I think they want to try Connor McGovern over there, too. 
Oh, snapping balls. Yeah, I think they want to. Yeah. I think they want to try. But Con- he's a fullback. I mean, we got to get him a touchdown. Well, you got a couple of fullbacks on the roster, right? It's Ryan Nall is one of those guys. Yeah. They're talking about. Nick Ralston. I think there are a couple of guys that are talking about playing re- legitimate fullback. Legitimate fullback. Well, Biadish, I don't know what the confidence. I think the latter half of the season, I think he played better, but he's not a guy that makes you feel great by any stretch of the imagination. No, and the, the, the question about him is, though, did he was he able to make all the adjustments and things like that? Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe the first few weeks he was over his head a little bit, but things kind of smoothed out for him as well. So then uh, three, two, and one here. We go back to, uh, and it's, I mean, the top six of these, it's mostly offense. I mean, all yeah. these are, it's mostly, hey, guys on offense. Other than Gallimore, Armstrong, and Lawrence, the remaining seven of the ten who need to step up, is all offense. And number one is Zeke, number two is Dak, and number three is CeeDee Lamb. Yep. Mm. Which and one of those do you think is most likely to step up and have a significantly better season? I would say probably I would say probably CeeDee Lamb. Because yeah. I think everything at like Dak's ability to be better is going to be so dependent on what's around him and the offensive line. And I don't feel necessarily confident in that. I'm kind of out on Zeke on Zeke being like great again he might give you a couple of early weeks but the wear and tear adds up quickly on this guy i think no doubt man we need we need tony and dak to really step it up those three dak tony and um as well as lamb those those three guys to 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 have an unbelievable year if zeke can get this uh thing going to a split back carry then then we can really work something out um, but I really need those three guys to really be playing unbelievable on the offensive side of the coin. Uh, next, we got Uncle Charles. You live. What's up, man? Nothing to it, Chief. Talk to me. Man, what's going on? Uncle Charles, y'all up in the building, man. What's happening? <laughs> uh-huh. All is well. Talk to me. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Law. Let me tell you something. People need to understand, man, that we need to get young across this 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 offensive line. Right. So you gotta understand you, you gotta understand, ain't nothing went wrong with the old school, but sometimes you got to have the new school too. You got to mix that thing together. See, it's like being a tiger and you in your in your young days and you go out there and you're able to catch your prey. You had a gleam in your eye. Yep. But after years go by, after years go by long, that gleam mm-hmm. starts to do. And you don't have that gleam in your eye no more. Instead yeah. of going out there trying to catch your prey, your prey is catching your ass. Yo, yeah. And now you got to come up with a new plan. It's called it's called a game plan. Yep. And the game plan is we need to get young across this offensive line. Hey, I appreciate Tyra Smith, Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Hey, but hey, bro, the last time they found a dinosaur was under ten pounds of dirt. That's the last time they found one. Yeah. I like to say to I like to say this to all the brothers, my brothers and sisters of the Cowboy Nation. You thought uh, you think Uncle Charles just came out of nowhere? The fans created me. So I love them for that. See, I'm that dude they talk about I'm behind buildings. Mm-hmm. I'm that dude they talk about but in alleys at night. Hey, you see, you know this guy named Uncle Charles? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't see I ain't seen him, but I heard about him. Mm-hmm. Man. You ever been out with this dude? Because he'll change your life. And guess what, Cowboy Nation? Hang out with me for one day, and I guarantee you won't be the same. Uh, I guarantee you that. Yeah. So, Doc, I'm going to tell you something. This is our time. This is our year. Yeah, I love the Cowboys. 
I love them. No matter how much I hate what they do, I still in love with them. Can't let them go. You call it an addiction all you want, but you know, people got addictions. People got other addictions, and it ain't good for them, like having roaches in a damn well. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, man. Talk to me. Let me, just, let me, let me tell you something, man. You got this uh, guy. He was a, he jumped out of airplanes. He was a parachute diving guy. Right. And all of a sudden, he wanted he wanted to change change the uh, change the narrative. He wanted to jump out of a plane and land on the street without a parachute. And he did until he realized he was halfway near the ground. He knew his ass was in trouble. <laughs> well, guess what? Oh, his ass is smoothie now. And now here come the pooper scuba scooping him up. Look here, y'all. No matter what you think about your cowboys, no matter how dysfunctional they is, they still part of our DNA. We can't get rid of them. Right. Even Lord knows tried. If they was out of a damn eight pile of snow, you you'd be saying, Where he at? Oh, there he is right there. You you can't mess them if you if you wanted to. And I wanna say this to you personally, Law. Mm-hmm. I thank you because you're not just a friend of mine, you're a part of my family, bro. Oh, yeah. I love you for that. I talk about you all the time to my kids. Mm. And see, when Charles talks to his kids about somebody, that means that person is changing that person's life. You have changed my life for the better, Law. For the better. I appreciate it. Me how to be a, a better father, a better man, a better human being. That goes to you, Vox, Big Game James, all the rest of the guys. I thank you for that, bro, and I love you. I appreciate you, man. Much love to you as well, Uncle Charles. Thank you so much for calling yes, in. Sir. Yes, sir. Let me hear how about them cowboys from you, man. Oh, he gone. Oh, my gosh. Well, how about them cowboys from Uncle Charles, man? Yeah. Yeah, that's my guy right there, Uncle Charles, man. Uh, let me let me give him some uh, some praises for that. Uh, we, we all we all need uh, a bivy of encouragement. <laughs> Right here. All right, you got the 860s, man. These these lines coming in. Come on in. You're live. Yeah, Raw is VIP, baby. Yeah, I saw you in the chat, man. What's good, man? Talk to me, man. You know what's good, Law. I got a couple of things. I've been studying, and I like Law. Keep putting out that little films, the little films of the players. Yeah. Because that's how I dissect my players, so... I appreciate it, Law. There's one player, obviously, I'm, I'm that day one bell. Remember, I've been screaming bell from day one, right, Law? Right, right, Marquise Bell. You, you, you've been screaming There's it out. another guy I've been checking out. I like the kid Basham. Oh, yeah. What you know, home? I like him. Oh, yeah. I think he needs some weight on him. But uh, I think, um, the, what is he, like 6'5 or something? Uh, uh, Basham, he's tall, but but he was on his team last year, and I get it. You know, uh, we we gotta see how Basham can do this next year. But but yeah, he's he's pretty good. You talking about Basham, right? Terrell Basham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. I, but you know, we have a we have an OC that's that's I don't know, man. I I just don't think he knows how to utilize our players right now. I I hope he went. This whole offseason and say, hey, I know what my flaws are. Because, you know, you learn more from your mistakes than you do for winning. You do yeah, know that, right? Right, 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 right. So yeah. I'm hoping our OC just sat there and said the whole offseason, like, look, I need to utilize my players and put them in the best position to win. Tony Pollard and Zeke have to split 
50-50 on touches. That's, that's right there will put our offense in the best position to win. It's nothing right. personal. It's nothing against – I love Zeke. But yep. we have to put our players in the best position to win. You're right. Yeah, I got no it's rebuttal to that. So I, I think if we balance that out, and I think everybody is all like, you know, I've been lost since watching you for these past couple of years, man. I realized that all cow, some Cowboys fans are really emotionally, um, they're, they're like emotionally sensitive towards everything, bruh. Everything. Everything. Anybody, man, if Philly do something, we got an emotional reaction to it. Washington do something, we got an emotional reaction to it. The last time I checked, we swept the NFC. Am I correct? Oh, 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 oh. I don't see no lies. I'm looking for it, but I don't see them. <laughs> I don't see no lies. Philly talk, Philly talk that talk like we didn't play them last year. Like, like, like maybe they were on a hiatus and they forgot they got scraped up last year. Yep. No excuses, right? Yeah, no excuse, but I like in your words, I digress. Yep. <laughs> I will digress a little bit, and I will say this, that Cowboy Nation, if you love your Cowboys, I'm going to need you to love your Cowboys unconditionally. Unconditionally. That means through the good and the bad, through the off-season, through the mid-season. You have to realize, Law, we still park around Pippen. We, we, we outside. Oh, yeah, we, we outside we, in the building. Park around <laughs> Pippen. Yeah, he sure is, Even man. In <laughs> Even in the back seat, he waving the checkbook. He's yep. like, I'm still out here. But I, I really predict that after June 1st, Law, we're going to make a couple of uh, moves. Because you know there's always a couple of vets that's cut off their teams due to whether a salary cap or just a young boy moving in and knocking him out of his spot. Yep. I really think we should pick up a linebacker. I really, I really, I like that kicker, too. I forgot his name, but um, I like him. Jonathan, like a six, John, I like the Jonathan Garibay, that's his name. Yeah, Garibay. Yeah. He's better than calling our kicker the knee guard. That you know, I don't even want to say it, man. They, 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 <laughs> well, 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 they, they, they cut him. They cut, they cut Chris. You know, he's gone. Yeah, man. Because I can see a commentation going bad on that, man. Get rid of the nigger. You know what yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They, they, he gone, man. Uh, they, they didn't want to make that mistake. But uh, what else you got for the show, man? VIP? But that, that and my boy... Look, look for 73. I'm telling you again, look for 73 to make some pancakes this year. I watched this kid. Mm-hmm. He's not, he is solid. If you look at him, he is 6'5", 320, and solid. Mm-hmm. Him and his another watch, big, big uh, Paul Bunyan wallet. What's his name? The big, the big left tackle. I call him wallet. Uh, I don't know uh, how to say his name. Well, yeah. well, let's go, yeah. That's big tough. Yeah, he, he don't got no little body. He need to get some squats in. But I think, I predict our line is going to get back to nasty time, Law. Oh, yeah. I you really said, think that's you said what we're going with. You said the word. It's Mr. Nasty Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get back to the big nasty time. And I and I know our offense, You got, people don't realize running the ball, running the rock helps your defense. Let me say it again. Running the rock helps your defense. And this kid, 54, D-Law's taking him under his wing. Yep. Along with Michael Parsons, 
I can't wait to see our NASCAR package. Who do you want? You want Gallimore in the middle? You want to throw um, D. Armstrong in there? I think our NASCAR package is scary. And you don't even got to put, we don't even got to put 11 in there. We can, like you said, blitz them through the A-gap. Let them tie it up. Do a half a second count. Boom, he shoots the A-gap. Who's stopping us? We got the, the Magilla Gorilla, the White Vanilla Gorilla in it. Man, look. It missed the nasty I, I like saying it's silly. Don't want no smoke. Washington, the command bows, and, and, and the Giants. I'm sorry. You know, I'm from New York, but the Giants, bro, y'all know what it is, man. Y'all All I got to say is, bow, bow, them, cowboys. Let's go, man. Let's Appreciate go, you, man. Thank you so much, man. That's my dog right there. Let me give you one of these. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for calling in. That's my guy, VIP. I mean, coming in with the heat, man. You know, I love it, man. It missed the nasty time. And, and all of the uh, other people, you know. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? Mm. Shap, what's good? What up, Nothing to it, man. Talk to me, man. Hey, you know, I came in to give you some love, you know. Uh, and Cowboys Nation and Uncle Charles and Sadiqa, because they all in the chat. Yep. You know, uh, love to all them and yep. you, especially and your family. Appreciate you. and all Cowboys Nation. But let let's let's be real here. A whole team, except for the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys have awoken. Mm-hmm. Okay, the beast has awoken. Yeah. And my, I'm gonna speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, basically put forth. My positive energy and the spirit that I have and the belief in the team, because as they say, we are learning to be a family and to be together together as one, and we are brothers. And there have been videos of teammates on the Dallas Cowboys saying, we are a family. We Mm -hmm. do things as one. Right. And if we can get things going in the right way, and have the right mentality, anything is possible. And y'all sleeping, the, t- the other teams, the Eagles, the teams that we face this year, you are sleeping and talking noise before the season. But wait, just wait until Lamb goes for 1,250 yards, 12 touchdowns, and Jelly Tolbert goes for 11 touchdowns, Hit a thousand and fifty yards. Wow. And wait till Zeke Elliott and Pollard go off with Mr. Nasty Tyler Smith. Mr. Nasty Tyler. Yeah. And then you got Ridgeway. Then you got also Zua. Then you got Parsons. Then you got D. Williams. Then you go. You're going to have ball prediction. Demont Clark is going to play sometime this season. Right. Trust that and believe that. Because when that happens, and you got Parsons and Damone and whoever else on the field, and you got J. Ron Curse, what you going to do? What you going to do? You know what you going to do? You're going to get got by Mr. Diggs or Mr. <laughs> Hooker or yeah. one of the linebackers. You're going to get got. You're going to get body put in a body bag. Period. Okay? 14-3 and three season for the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East Championship and a Super Bowl run, baby. Yeah. It's coming. Get ready. 
I don't care what anybody else thinks, what anybody else says. I'm going to speak it into existence. Let it, let it pass. It shall pass. Yeah. It's the Dallas Cowboys time and the Dallas Cowboys friends time, period. Like Mr. John Cena said, you can't see me, baby. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. That's, oh. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Appreciate you, uh, Mr. Passion. Appreciate you, Chap. I really appreciate you, man. I really appreciate you for that. We needed that. Go, Cowboys. That's what I'm talking about. Now, that was spitting right to you guys, man. Straight out of the mouth of Chap, man. Hey, I didn't. Look, normally, I get crook, you know, since it's four months away. But, baby, hey, he got me ready to put on the pads and stuff like that to go run out there and see what we can do, man. But, man, that was. That was dope. That was that was dope, man. Give that man some blue hearts in the chat. Straight hypeness. Yeah, I feel you, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really appreciate that, man. Boy. All right, so we got the 414. You're live. Once, twice. 414. Hey. Oh, what's good, man? You live. <laughs> What's going on, Law? Nothing to it, man. Talk to Cowboys. All day, man. man all day. Man, I just want to say, man, I support you so much, man, for the last couple of years, brother. Hey, man, I'm up in Wisconsin, man, so you know I got to hear from the Packers fans. Oh, my gosh. But I got, a, I got a question for you. What do you think the reason why the Cowboys don't go at their speed on the offensive side? Going, going, going at their speed on the offensive side? Go after speed, like oh, we don't get no burners and take the top off. It just it kills me year after year. We got good possession receivers, but nobody to take the top off. Mm, yeah, um, who who would you want it, the Cowboys to go grab to take the top off? I mean, we got one of those those receivers that was drafted up been nice, but somebody like Basher. I mean, not Basher, but the guy from uh, the Dolphins, a free agent, Fuller. Could have went after him, but they don't want to spend no money. Or even my thing is a lot of people shoot it down, but I would say go get Julio. And then hear me out because everybody say you get hurt, but I'm thinking we can get him on a one year deal and we can bring him in if till Gallup get good and if he he out his six games then we good. And then if he stays in after that, then I think that's a bonus. And another thing I was gonna say is that all these haters on, on Zeke, man, I play running back and I can feel for him. That dude is a baller. And he will be back. He just been hurt, and I think he gonna come back in a Pro Bowl season because he got a chip on his shoulder. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, come on back, Zeke, and uh, if he can manage to go through, you know, uh, OTAs and training camp without getting nicked up, shoot. And Ezekiel Elliott for the first four or five games, he looked he looked pretty good to us. So uh, I can't wait to see what yeah. he's gonna do uh, for this year. And like I said, I've been a Cowboy fan for 40 years now, 51. Mm -hmm. I recently retired. Uh, I come down there with a couple of buddies every year to Dallas. Um, they were in the Marine Corps, and he, they were in the Army. We get together for a reunion. We come down there and watch the game every year. This year we're going to come down there in October. I think it's against the Redskins. Okay. Them. But every every year we come down there and let you know how much of a Cowboy fan I've been, man. It's, I know a lot of fans on here, but – I used to be in law enforcement. I did 25 years. I was a Congratulations. detective. So sometimes, some thank you, thank you. Sometimes mm -hmm. I hear you talking about some of the politics and that, and I'd be like, man, he he, intelligence, <laughs> just not football, but life. 
Yeah. And especially when you get to going with your speeches, man, you be getting me riled up. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yes, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> but what it. I want to, yeah, but what I want to say about that is that um, just keep doing what you're doing, man. And it's so refreshing that for years that I would have to go to work and you know all the Packer fans up here, and then I, I was the Cowboy fan. They didn't even want to work with me when I first started the rookie. They were like, "He a Cowboy fan?" <laughs> I, I've been a cop. <laughs> My first team in Little League football was Cowboys, and I followed Tony Dorsett, and that was just my idol. And I just, from there on, I just had to explain to him why you a Cowboy fan because that was my first team, and Tony D was my man, and mm-hmm. I support all the running backs, Emmitt, and then now Zeke. But I ain't gonna hold you up too long. I just wanna appreciate the call. And I'll be calling in again to see you with that, that jacket on, man, because we rock that yeah, jacket. Yeah, I, 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 I got the jacket somewhere <laughs> here. But let me say this, though. When you come down for the uh, Washington week, uh, be sure we have uh, an event every home game, day before the event. So maybe you get a chance to rub elbows with uh, uh, Drew Pearsons or or maybe you get a chance to hang out with Gallup or uh, I think we're supposed to have Lamb this year. And uh, I think – we got one more with Parsons, so so uh, come on in, man, and uh, get a chance to to showcase your boys, man. You know uh, uh, the good time yeah, we that we have. We get down there. I definitely stop through in there, and I have to hear that run it up, man, because you, you oh, got yeah. one of that song. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save you as detective. You know, I got that's you. That's right. Man. That's right. That's yes, right. Indeed. All right. I appreciate it a lot, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. Go Cowboy Nation, brother. Let's go. All day, man. Appreciate the detective, man. Uh, investigating uh, the nation. I really appreciate him. Detective Cowboy. See the DC? You see, he he's Detective Cowboy. I saved him as Detective Cowboy. Uh, and, and we do uh, support all of the law enforcements out there and those who put their body and life out there on the line to save us uh, common folks, our, us, us uh, citizens, civilians out there. So I really appreciate that. And, uh, and these sorts of things, Cowboy Nation. Uh, Herschel Walker too. I don't know if we have Herschel uh, at any of the events, but but we do have Lincoln Coleman to come out. Uh, we, we we will have uh, my guy Rocket Ishmael. We we would try to get him out at the uh, uh, one of a few a few of the events. And I got a guy, um, just a side sponsor situation. That got me uh, sponsored with uh, uh, Eight Beer. So, so shout out to Troy Aikman and his things that he do. So, uh, this season is really going to be nice, man. And I'm not saying that people got to go drink to have fun, but man, it's fun seeing number eight doing his thing, and he's one of the better quarterbacks to ever put on this silver and blue for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you guys, all right? Y'all, y'all ready for me to go? Uh, somebody give me that like report. And uh, how many people watching? And we can bounce up out of here if you want. Uh, let me see. Let me see what the like report is, man. Let me see if you guys really want me to go. Noah Brown is our fifth wide receiver. I heard Noah Brown may may struggle to make this team. Keep rolling, y'all want me to keep rolling? How long I've been live? Literally, how long I've been live though? For real, I, I, let, let's see how long I've been live. <laughs> It feel like I've been live forever, man. Uh, going on five hours over here. I try to give y'all that marathon show at least once a week, but let me see what, how long I've been live. I've been live since 1114. Uh, I, I try to give you guys as much as I can, the dedication for the nation without hesitations nor deviations to the matter. 
All right, so I see you see only a hundred likes, man. See, see, that's how y'all do me, man. Y'all do me like the Eagles, man. Why y'all why why y'all don't take it easy on me, man? Y'all don't hit the like. You remember that Eagle fan? <laughs> he called in and said, "Why you why you degrading our picks? Why?" Why? <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Uh, like I suppose say, yeah, man, this is what y'all doing? No, 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 no. Y'all, y'all are my foes, man. Um, take a break, cut up some player film. Yeah, I, I would definitely do that trip. Uh, and I got to get back to my daily capacities over here. Uh, I'm an analyst at heart. And y'all know how that goes. Uh, work when no one else is working, right? Or work when everyone else is sleeping. Uh, I'm so happy to have that vampire blood over here. But I appreciate everybody, man. Let me just shut it down, Dan. Let me shut down the phone line. That's okay. Uh, I'm paying. I'm paying that. Ooh, I didn't know I could do it that way. Go here and appreciate y'all. Here we go. But it's been a um, a good day so far. It's been a marvelous time. And uh, we, we got some more stuff to, to talk about. I got a mystery player that we're going to talk about. So be sure to join the notification squad. We will have that film out shortly. And he plays on the defensive side. Let me just say this again. He runs a 4-3. He's quick. And he can jump out of the building. He's six one and a half. And um, he can play special team, and he's a guy that he may give, may give you gunner responsibilities too. He's going to be a guy that's going to be really, really, uh, we're going to keep our eyes open for him, basically. Right? And um, I can't wait to see that all together, Cowboy Nation. Shout out to all of you all so much, man, for being part of this episode. Um, let's continue to grind, and let's continue to shine. But there's one thing a man should always do. Mainly to himself be true. Never allow someone to change your point of view unless what he brings makes sense to you. Never judge a man by height alone, nor sight alone. I messed up on that one, didn't I? Never judge a man by sight alone, nor by the height he has grown. My bad. <laughs> and when speaking, keep it at a moderate tone. Because raised voices turn hearts into stone. You see, in the beginning, it was brother. I will live and ride with brother, right? Die for brother. The morals of life. Live, love, and respect for another. Boy, they caught me slipping, but I had to get back onto the grip. And I know when we shoot, the hollow tips pierce through the soul. But enlighten the mind when the blood spill. Those don't know, I'm just freestyling from this part. But out simulations or revelations of the heart, soul, and sinew. I bind you to these things right here. There are those who will try to be smart. They would take a decent man and alter his heart until they seek to rip him apart. Those man, no man, should call Fred. 
because they bend lies around truth until it meets their end. Cowboy Nation, and even when you pretty much understand this, it's okay when you fall. Make sure you put the slip sign there so no one else can do it, right? There's a reason why they put that caution tape and that caution folding thing around so that you won't fall, so you won't stumble, so that you won't fall into the traps of the minds. And I come out here to tell you guys right now, don't fall into the traps of the mind thinking that the paper will save you, the fire will burn it, and the cast of the shot, right? So let's continue to grind and shine, that's been my time. I really thank you all for your Cowboy Nation and everyone that's listening. DC for life. Salute. We about baby, baby. <laughs> 22 miles per hour, Zeke. <laughs> Yo, let's go, Cowboy Nation. My guy said he want to hear that, run it up. I think I got it somewhere in here. Appreciate y'all. Let's go. I've been really in the field, I don't wish I love the feel lately. I just wanna run it up. Don't need no deals, I make the deal. Have to take it to a meal lately. I just wanna run it up. Yeah. Kinda check a song. Lately, I just wanna run it up. Cowboys experience. Come on. Need them ones, I need them fives. Need them tens, I need that change. To the safe, got blues inside. Greens and pinks, it's all the same. I still stay and roll my change. Take some losses when I play. Charge it to the game. I'm with L, yeah, I'm with T Black, I'm with Revenue. I'm with Bay, yeah, I'm with J, yeah, I'm with Chuck and now. Still the same, I switch your size, now it's about loyalty. Use the size off for the bag, and that's worth more to me. I mix Nike with designer, I experiment. experiment. You just rock Run what's it, on Zeke. the shelf, and I'm not feeling it. Search Come for on. the one, but baby girl, it's nothing real as this. Hey. Can't trust a soul, I keep a hammer, call, call it to the gym. I've been really in the field, love the rush, I love the feel. Lately, I just wanna run it up. Tell them, baby. Don't need no deals, I make the deal. Have to take it to a meal. Come on. Lately, I just wanna run it up. Yeah. If you don't like running yeah. it up, you must be out your goddamn mind. You here and you not up. hitting that like, share the content. Kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of. Lately, Shame. I just wanna run it up. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. I just be off the dome. I know I own no chrome. Never. Too many folks and clothes. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Let me hear it again. I'll be at home alone. If you're here and you're not subscribed, I'll be on road alone. Shame, yeah. I've been really shame. Come on, rush. I love the feel. Lately, I just wanna run it up. Run it. Don't need no deals. I make the deal. I have to take it to a meal. Lately, I just wanna run it up. Yeah. What the truth? You can't handle the truth. Come on. Lately, I just wanna run it up. Jerry, no. Save some for me, Todd. Yeah, he just wanna run it. Why you here, say? Lately, I just wanna run it up. Yeah, 
Olha aí, here you go again. Here you again. Lately, I just want to run. <laughs> you could not live with your own failure. Yes, indeed. So, so for those who are out there, got to understand. When you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. You got to deal with the mud, too. Let's slow it down. Let me hear that. Let me see if I can find it. Because that dude, that dude on his uh, Ezekiel Elliott tape, he was a, he he was almost sounding like he was rapping. So let me see if I can find find Ezekiel Elliott. Um, let me see if I can find it on this thing. Here you go. Here you go. Y'all, y'all, you guys, bear with me. Let me see if I can find it. L- l- y'all, listen to it right here. Yeah, I hear okay. oh. So let me put some slow music to it and see what it sounds like. Come on. That's the beat right there. Come on. Paper, crank, and fly Then forever 
doesn't feel that far So far, so far If a baby could bring back life Fly on, fly on, fly on, fly on Fly on Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns. Yo. But there's also unknown unknowns. Things we don't know that we don't know. So you understand the words I'm saying to you. Yeah! That's where, that's where the guts went. Just dropped. <laughs> we up out here, baby. Let's go. something inside of you that says I just have to follow that because you don't know who you're going to meet who you're going to meet who you're going to meet your damn act And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, 
much, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that. Because you don't know who you